Hello and welcome to this, the newest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. I've lost track of what episode it is, so I'm not even going to bother to try. As always, it's Sean Peterbudge, joined by Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian. Buonasera ragazzi. Very busy man today, Fabian. <laughs> and Tim Davis, project manager. Infrastructure manager. Infrastructure manager at the Burwood Brickworks. Correct, Sean. Wonderful new development. Well, we're almost there. We don't open till December, but yes, it's going to be, be a wonderful new development. Huge part of the project, of course, tomorrow. Um, massive part of the project tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Taking place, probably, arguably, I think it's probably the most important part of the project to date. So, little milestones. How have we all been? Oh. Don't rush in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I've had a really good week. Um, I think we came off a pretty big weekend of sport. There we was, did. Um, you know, it was a veritable smorgasbord of sport. And if you couldn't find something that um, that uh, you didn't enjoy, you probably weren't trying hard That's enough. no pleasing you. Mm. Fabian, you think you're dying. You want to give us an update on your health? <laughs> I'm just not, feeling, just not feeling the greatest at the moment. So. Fabian's been on WebMD a bit too much. It feels, doesn't feel well. I'm dying. Dr. Google. I haven't found anything to... Uh to you know, I haven't, I haven't pinpointed it yet. To, to he hasn't found anything to either prove or disprove. No, I, nothing will ever beat my mate Manny, who diagnosed himself with a peptic ulcer. <laughs> and did he have one? I have no idea, but he's convinced. It's an awfully, it's an awfully uh, like specific well, medical term. Well, he got to the bottom of it, <laughs> so to speak. Well, um, I, I a, I've, can I just tell a Doctor Google story? Yes, my eleven-year-old son Torren. Um, we brought him home as a newborn. We'd probably had him at home maybe seven days. And um, and every time we, I went to pick him up out of his bed, he was saturated. And I, th- and I just thought he was, like, sweating heavily. Squid man. <coughs> and, um, and we're Googling, you know, heavy sweating in a child, you know, a newborn and all that sort of stuff. And basically... We ascertained through Dr. Google that he had cancer. That's usually the result. <laughs> I had a rash on my arm, and I was like, oh, I think it's like I've been bitten by something. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. And I, like, we're just looking at it, and, and in the end, do you know what it was? Nothing. We were putting his... Um, Wrapping him up in blankets? Well, no, we weren't putting his nappy on tight enough, and so basically when he was I was actually pissed. It was, basically, it was piss. There you go. Yeah. So you thought it was sweat. But you just sort of thought, we'd finally brought this kid home and we'd fallen in love with him and we thought, this is fantastic. And I thought, okay, we're going to have to say goodbye to him soon. So. <laughs> it's an awfully dark note to start well, on. Just, but yeah. all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. It was well. just a lot of urine. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Do we want to start with uh, shout-outs? Fabian doesn't have a shout-out. No. Shout-out to you, Sean. Shout-out. Thanks. What about? What for? Uh, who cares? Make something up. Okay. I feel honoured. Um, my shout-outs to... Uh, Tim sort of touched on it. The sporting scene in the UK on Sunday night, a really, really like excellent British Grand Prix yep. was just completely irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, It was one of the better races of the year. Had some really, really good highs. Uh, Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc's battle was fantastic, but absolutely pushed. Not Paled even, into insignificance. Like, you know when you get like the nothing sports right next to the obituaries <laughs> in the paper? That's what the, this really good British Grand Prix won by Lewis Hamilton Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Who cares? Because at Lords and at uh, Wimbledon, SW19 for those people at home, unbelievable, unbelievable. Like a- any one of them on their own, it goes down as one of like, like a decade-long highlight in world sport. Well, we've seen uh, 
indisputably the best Cricket World Cup final of all time. Yep. And Wimbledon's probably the best Wimbledon final of all time. There's some competition there. Well, Federer o- and Nadal. Oh, eight, eight pushes it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and obviously even, even uh, was it nine, Roddick and Federer? Yep. Was outstanding. Yep. Um, but just the quality of the two comp- uh, competitions were just just phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. And a special shout out to my man, Roger. Unbelievable. Our man. I have never, yeah, love him. Yeah. I have never been flatter about an event like not Carlton related than I was on Monday. And I went to bed, I turned the tally off at whatever it was, five in the morning. And I woke up and I was absolutely flat as a tack yeah. on Monday. Yeah. What is it about Novak? Because like Novak no has one, put... No one likes him. No one warms to him. Cause, and it's funny because like he, he does his impersonations of players and all that sort of stuff and he seems to nail it. And often when they're doing exhibition matches or he does it in you know, nothing games, the crowd cheers and and they like what he does but I just don't think they like him but, and, you know, and but it, I don't know if it's even that you know I think it's quite simple is that he's just he's a bit cold like some players are unlucky like an Andy Roddick I think won one Grand Slam yeah. won a, a US Open 2003 maybe if Roger Federer is not around Andy Roddick wins six, seven, Possibly, yeah, wins a right. whole bunch more. You're right. Some players are just victims in terms of actual tangible success about the era that they played in. Yep, yep. In terms of Novak, Novak's just unlucky that the most likable sportsman on the planet is the greatest sportsman of all time, plays his sport yeah. and at the same time. Yep. And he's going, the crowd, as much as they were over the moon and appreciative of the, the spectacle that both players put on. They just not, didn't want him to win. Not a, man, not a man, woman or child in that venue wanted Novak to win. Except maybe Novak's parents. Except Novak's box. Yeah. Like, and that's not an exaggeration. When, no, no, when, no, when Federer broke to serve for the match, the roar of the crowd was unbelievable. Yeah. The roar of the crowd as he, they walked, I think they changed hands, was this, this moment of, like, our man's going to win. And he had two match points. 40-15. And look... I said this on the text, and I'm happy to say it here. I think everyone wanted Roger to <laughs> thanks, win. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, I, I thought that, and we'll go into it a bit later, but like Federer won more points, more aces, more breaks, more games. He loses the match, three tie breaks. Should have hit more fours. Should have, but he should have <laughs> hit more boundaries. <laughs> but you sit there and you just go... It ends the way it ends. I don't understand why the final doesn't have an advantage set. I understand why a semi-final, a quarter-final has an advantage set because you need to get those matches over and done with. You can't have uh, Isner and Mahu. Mahu 61-59. We can't have that holding up an entire round of tennis. Yep. But the final, what are yeah. we waiting for? What are we waiting for at the yeah, final? What yeah. are we holding up? Well, and this is the thing. if And maybe it's... Well, it wouldn't even be a ticketing thing. Like if no, you, if you got to a, a stage where you said, "All right, well, we're done for the day. We're coming back tomorrow, and everybody gets in free." Get ticket. It'll be exactly the same as what happened when Pat Rafter played Goran Ivanisevic, and everybody walked in off the street, and it was a little bit of a a party environment. But let's face it: if you're sitting at twenty three, twenty two in the Wimbledon final, well, let's have a party. And I now mean, that they've this got the, is but one now for the ages, but now they've got the roof as well. Yeah, it's lit up. I just, my attitude is, and we're going to talk about it with the cricket. Win the match. Yeah. When it's the title, win it. Win it. Hmm. Don't, oh, we're 12 all. Uh, is that one or tie break? I just don't understand it. Well, like I said, totally get it for the first round, the semi final, whatever. Because you have to get those matches done. Yep. Yep. But it's the final. And when you've got a thing, you're sitting there going, 
do we want this to end, really? Ultimately? Well, you just want to be satisfied with it. Now, at the end of the day, if you know you're going to a tiebreaker, well, you know, that's what you've got to do to mm. be able to get over the line. So both players knew what was on the horizon. So, And that was actually a little funny story emerged with that. Apparently, <clears throat> I don't know if Roger did, but apparently Novak at one point asked the chair umpire, he said, I think it was 6-5, and he goes, he said to the umpire, he goes, is it 10 all? He goes, when's the tiebreak? He goes, is it 10? And the umpire goes, no, it's 12. And he goes, okay. Mm. So he's sitting there going, the number one player in the world was a bit like, when is it? What do we do now? Like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And look, ultimately, I just thought that from having watched, I was watching the Grand Prix and sort of flicking back and forth, but I watched the end of the second set on, back with the tennis, uh, the, the cricket. I just thought, I don't know, there's something about it where I was sort of Novak played a bit. Do I use the word? I, uh, I he was a bit of a coward. But he always has been. For large parts of the third, fourth and fifth sets. Well, er, early in his Safe. career, there was a lot of Safe. games where he was in strife and he would withdraw. I'm just, he, would, he would quit. You're something you're watching it. And the, the example I use is in the fifth set of the Wimbledon final. Yeah. Roger Federer pulls out two of the most unbelievably brilliant drop shots, drop shots you've ever seen. And he's going for it. And Novak played great tennis at times. Not a problem when he's serving to... Oh, sorry, when he's trying to stay in the match at 15-40. Not an issue. Yeah. At the obviously... Uh, serve himself out of strife a few times to say breaks. But he's, and he's faced two match points against totally. one of the greatest servers of all time. I mean, at, at that stage when it's on Federer's racket, I mean, it's and, a, he, he's over the line. He's and won that's it the already. Thing. You sit there and you go, "That's I'm not taking anything away from him." But at key moments in those sets, you look not at taking it, anything away from him. Right? But at key moments in those like sets, <laughs> you know, I'm watching it, thinking, "There's one guy out there trying to win it. Yep. You're trying to stay in it, and you ultimately, like you pinch, you pinch tie breaks." Mm. And you but win it, but it's like boxing too, isn't it? In you can you can defend while somebody else is attacking, and that's that's part of the craft. So it is. You know, if if you if you play dead a little bit and you conserve a bit of energy while old mate at the other end's having a you know lashing at you, winning six one or six four or whatever else. Well, as you sort of said at the end of the day, it's whoever wins the fifth sets your winner, and if he's conceded more points you know, won fewer games, all that sort of stuff, you know, it is what it is. But if you've won three sets and he's won two, well, I think we that's said, why uh, you're the Wimbledon champion. I think we said on Twitter it was one of those quirks. You know when, like, you win a game kicking less goals? Yes. It was one of those quirks where Federer wins enough games to win two matches, breaks more, he loses three tiebreakers. Yeah. And he's lost. You know, it's just, like I said, I was absolutely flat as attack yep. on Monday about the result. Would have loved to have seen him win. Um before we move off the tennis, that might put pay at least at the moment to the notion that Federer can't compete in um, Grand Slam five setters anymore. There was that idea going around that the three set master stuff was more his go yep. because of his age and fitness and all that kind of stuff. He's gone twelve all, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, um, and the cricket itself. I mean, what do we make of? There's only one talking point really. Oh. Absolutely, which is a shame out of such a good game that there is a the greatest game of, point at the end of it. The greatest game of one-day cricket of all time. I think I think we shouldn't gloss over that. I think we shouldn't go straight to the controversy and what's irritating about how it ended. And actually, you know, sit back for a second. I hate cricket, and you guys know that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. It doesn't well, get better than that. Well, it had the potential the dra- drama to, to in a, draw in a people final into the sport. Doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Because now, people like you might watch more cricket now because of an event like that. But at the end of the day, in presenting such a, a fantastic example of the sport, 
they've shot themselves in the foot with one of the worst examples of the sport at the end because yeah, you're but going things you like be taken seriously. I mean, things like the the boundary that comes off Stokes's bat. Yep. Mm. It's a quirk, but it made the game interesting. But it was wrong. So if you want to re- rewrite all these rules that now we don't like, well, we got to rewrite that one too. It's, it doesn't come down to anything. It doesn't finish the way it finishes. It doesn't yep. go to a super over. The only thing that was wrong with the World Cup final is on the seventh line or eighth line of the super over rules, there's a little quirk that says, team with the most boundaries wins if it gets there. Yeah. But that, which that, when they've written it, when they've written it in, when they've written it in, I reckon they've gone. That to me smacks. It'll of, never happen. Never yeah. happen. That to me just smacks of whoever came up with the rules said well, we don't have to worry about that. If teams yeah. in the AFL are tied on wins, percentages, and goals, toss a coin. If they toss a coin, they're thinking oh, it'll never happen. But you toss a coin just to be able to say, well, who's in sixth and who's in seventh? They do the same thing with. Who picks where in the draft in the NFL? If you've ended up on exactly the same, yeah. Record. But what about if you're eight and nine? Yeah, good point. So it's so that would decide it, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah. So if you if you you can miss the finals on a coin toss on a coin toss because usually you'd say if it just gives you a position and you play against an opponent anyway. Um, well, if you want to win the premiership, you've got hmm. to beat anyone anywhere, anytime. So wouldn't send Trincochet to that uh, to that coin coin toss. It's a good point. It's a very good bit. Mind you, I mean, the coin toss is what it is, but it's what do you do when you win it? And, I mean, he at least won the coin toss. <laughs> He'd go, we'll finish ninth. Thank you. Yeah, exactly right. We'll take the ninth. We'll take the ninth. We're Richmond. Yeah. But that's it. That, and that's the biggest bugbear of mine for that whole thing is there isn't a winner. Well, the comment was New Zealand lost the World Cup by zero runs. Like they, they sit there. My takeaway from the whole thing, the more I thought about it, the more I sit there and think, if I'm Owen Morgan... And I'm a professional nah, sportsman. Yeah, I know where you're going to go. No, but if I'm a professional sportsman, this you know uh, once in a four, once in a four years showpiece event of my sport, I don't I don't feel like I've won it lifting the trophy. I reckon it's horseshit. There's part of me that sits there and goes, forever and a day, and he'll probably be knighted because that's the way England works. Yeah. Um, forever and a day, he'll be introduced as World Cup winning captain Owen Morgan, and there'll be someone that goes, nah, didn't win it. You didn't win it, mate. It was a draw. Yeah. There was no winner. It was a tie. And you sit there and go, what an unbelievable moment it would have been. Part of an Oricon, he can, he'll, someone will ask him at some point. If it was me, there'd be part of me sitting there going, do we go again? It's not over. Super over. Go, we haven't won. Go to the umpire, go to Kane Williams and go, it's not over. We haven't won. We're tied. And you sit there and go, There's, that's a moment. It would have of, taken 10 minutes. It's a moment of pure sportsmanship to sit there and go, to recognise what everyone in the world can recognise, that everyone with a stake in the game can recognise, that everyone in New Zealand can recognise, that everyone with a bit of common sense in England can recognise. The match is tied. The Poms have never won one, though. And, and, and you have basically said, oh, and here is the World Cup. And then you sit there and go, once again. Yeah, but they, they knew that they needed, 50, they needed 16. No, but that's, see, that's well, the problem. And, and thing, it wasn't like it happened. Ball, then, 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 then yeah. they were they, That's why they went for the second one. Yeah. No, but that's the, the problem. Out. I don't give a shit. The rule is redundant. The rule will be changed. It will be. No, no yeah. final will ever be decided that it's way in, ever again. It's entirely unpalatable. So my attitude is you sit there and you weigh it up and you go, and you, know, you know what's the worst case out of that situation? Maybe you played and you lose or whatever. Maybe they sit there and go, no, we can't do it. But at least you've offered. Yeah. And you've said... Well, apparently Ben Stokes said... After they credited him with six runs, he actually said, 
can you change it to two? I don't want the four. And he still had seven runs to make off two balls, mm. but he sort of figured, well, you know, I reckon I'm half a chance at doing this. Yeah. But he actually said, I don't want the six And, of course, runs. you alluded to earlier, it should have only been five. It should have been five, yeah. What's this thing that they didn't cross? Or... No, so he didn't so make his ground. Says, yeah, because, no, 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 the rule was um, when that if it if it does what it does, yes, you get four runs, but they said it's it's the instant is when the ball is released by the fielder because ultimately it's kind of like it's the fielder's fault mm-hmm. that it hit. But they hadn't Stokes crossed bat. at that time. They hadn't crossed, so therefore... Um, it, it, what the two things that should have happened is, A, it should have been five runs, mm. but Ben Stokes would have been at the non-striker's end, which would have been the biggest thing out of the determination that they'd yeah. only completed one run at the time See, I just that thought the ball it was, was thrown. Yes, that was my misunderstanding. So get I, the four runs, but Stokes would have been the non-striker. And the and, mm. and the number 11 batsman's facing, trying to get the, whatever it worked out to yeah. be, the three runs to win off two balls. See, that, yeah, see, my misunderstanding was it was, it was number 10 that he was out of his ground, weekend. that he actually hadn't made the run yet. It was irrelevant. Yeah, okay. It was irrelevant. Yeah, well, it's just... It uh, was, look, it was, it's a shit rule, but they knew it going into... I don't think they did. No, they were told. They, they knew were, it going into the super over. Yeah, they were briefed. Oh, they didn't, they didn't know pre-game. Let's smack, but you don't change the way you play anyway. No, no, that's right. You don't that's go, right. just in case we get to a super over, let's, let's, let's make sure we... Let's on the ground. Yeah, let's... Uh, Take yeah. some risks and get some boundaries. Well, so I, I jokingly said to a bloke at work, I said, you know, the rule shouldn't have been most fours. The winner should have been Wickets. which skipper's dad drives the heaviest car. Because it's as, it's as irrelevant I would, as... If who, they were because have, the bottom line is, who cares whether you hit more fours or not? At the end matter. of the day, your, sco- your scores yeah, were the same anyway. What about if we filled up in the morning and you're on an empty tank, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> and... The thing for me, uh, but it's it, as ludicrous. I understand. It's, it's just, it's, just, it's arbitrary. If there was going to be a tiebreak, why wasn't it wickets? Well, that's what I thought. You know, at the end of the day, you've essentially tried to decide it on the number of runs that you've scored, and that hasn't separated mm. you. Well, there were there were bowlers and there were fielders. If one team's been able to take ten wickets, the other side's so only been able to take England were all out. New Zealand yeah. were eight down. Yeah. You sit there and go, well, that's a better tiebreaker than because it's a better score. As, as, you, as you alluded to, if I make three hundred in singles, yeah. And you make three hundred hitting sixes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it it's might irrelevant. be sexier to be able to watch, but yeah. at the end of the day, it was your score, and, and it wasn't more than the opposition. Before we move off this, and, and obviously, we, as Fab said, we want to celebrate the fact that it was an unbelievable advertisement for the, uh, particularly the fifty-over game, which has been a bit of a whipping boy of um, of cricket fans and the general public for quite some time. And it goes to show not that since I, the days of Michael Bevan. Well, true, true. Have we enjoyed, enjoyed um, one day cricket? So. And I, I've long, I've long said that. The longer form of cricket, when it's a good contest, is as compelling as any form of sport in the world. Agreed. Um, T20s can be just frivolous nonsense and they're over very quickly. Um, Somebody made the point, I think it was actually Mark Stevens, shout out to Steve-O, when he said, why wouldn't the super over just be two overs? So one from each end, that way you you nullify any short boundary nonsense or up the hill, down the hill, into the wind, whatever. You nullify all that, you have... Margin for error then becomes smaller. Yep. But you also the likelihood of it being tied after two overs is slimmer. Yes. And you get one from each end. You can bowl a spinner. You can bowl a quickie. You can bowl whatever. Just give them an extra wicket. And you go well. That's probably more fair. It's less arbitrary than you got yep. six balls. Yep. One from each done. There but you then, go. as you say, you can say that it can still be drawn at the end of that, and you're going. And and the answer was, you know, well, what what the hell do we do now? Hmm. The simple answer is we go again. Well, and, and the only other thing that's that sat poorly with me is 
if it was rained out, there was no extra game. It or was, was there a, not? It, it was a tie. I thought there was. If it was no, rained out, they had a they had a lay day. No, they had thing. a lay day for the semi-finals. Why they didn't have for the grand final. Would you not have? Oh. So if if it had have been rained out, ridiculous. It was a tie. So there was going to be two winners, a dual winners. So at the end of fifty overs and the super over, if you haven't been able to separate them, tie. You're both winners, dual holders. We of can't the World have Cup. a tie. That's very twenty first century dad of you, Tim. Well, no, I'm just. I, I would rather a tie. Than Everyone's winners. No, no, but I would have rather a tie. You at get the end a World Cup. <laughs> you get a World Cup. After seven weeks of fierce competition, everyone wins. It's not not having it. But, but, not, but, not, I, I, World but Cup's at least not a that McDonald's would be accept- timber. No. No. But that's got to be more acceptable than saying you hit more fours. But it is, still but it's still... But you still didn't win. Yeah, but, it is. But as a result, you win. It is more acceptable, but it's still not as acceptable as let's find a result. No, I agree. There should have been another super over. I think that's... I just I think everyone recognises that's probably the outcome. So if it had rained happen. if it had rained in London on Sunday, it would have just been a tie and we would have just... That's it. So no I one... We didn't seen. actually play the game. There are now two holders of the World Cup. That's just ridiculous. It's not like the game. It's not like Lords is booked for a kids' party on Monday. It's not like the McDonald's party room. Sorry, Jimmy, we can't facilitate you this week. Yep. Booked out. Fucking ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. Um, do we get up to anything else during the week? Did anyone? Can I give you another shout out? Yes. Overnight, if you paid any attention to the Tour de France, I knew you were going. There to we go. An Australian guy by the name of Caleb Ewan won his first Tour de France stage. Knackers. Caleb Ewan, little pocket rocket that he is, really powerful sprinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was stage 11. In got, the mountains? No, no, no. It was a flat stage. But he got over Dylan Gronewagen, mm-hmm. um, who had beaten him by literally the width of his tyre in stage seven. This time they went at it again, and uh, and pretty much he won by exactly the same margin the other way around. So it was Exciting a very, very satisfying victory. But if you get to watch the replay, um, Gronewagen's... Um, um, lead out rider sitting right in front of him, and he he takes him to about the last three hundred meters, and Ewan sitting right behind Groen Vagan, whatever his name it was is, Peter Sagan. Well, no, he he finished fourth. But I can and, still going. And this this was the point that I was actually going to make is he when he sits behind in the, in the lead out, all of a sudden the bloke on the front peels off, and for uh, you know for a bit of a, a stride or what the equivalent in in cycling is. For a moment, it looked like Ewan was going to follow the lead-out rider that was stopping rather than follow Dylan Gronenwagen, who went the other way. And in the end, he, he, he lost about a bike length, but he was powerful enough to be able to catch back up to him and go around him. And in the meantime, Viviani and Sagan, who have both won stages in the tour so far, they had no match where's, for Ewan at where's, all. Where's Mark Cavendish? No, no, he's old now, and I don't even—I don't think he's in the tour this year at all. Didn't so. he? Was there some 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 unsavouriness with Mark? Wasn't there? I don't know. I don't know. Like they all point the finger. You're all on drugs. Don't point the but finger I, I at one of them. That, I don't know that. Kevin, I don't think Port Cavendish was drugs, was he? Port's coming about twenty-first at the Ugh. moment. That's it's fallen away. Well, he's about two and a half minutes behind. So basically, he lost a minute and a bit in he the may as time well, trial. He seriously did. He may as well pack it up for next year. Well, it's two and a half minutes off well, the pace. It's he's Pyren- never going to find Pyrenees it. tonight. He could ride around France for three months, <laughs> and he wouldn't find that two and a half minutes. Well, I think for where he's at and the strength of the old Team Sky, which is now called Team Ineos, they are they, they look so powerful with Garant Thomas and uh, who's Egan leading. Bernal. 
Well, the leader is still a bloke, um, bloke we talked about last week, Julian Alaphilippe, who won the King of the Mountains last year. Pokerdot? Pokerdot, man. He's been in yellow for about five of the last six days. Who do you win this King of the Mountain? Peter Brock trophy or something? Or? Well, I don't know. I think they give you <laughs> a trophy, terrible. but he gets to wear a... <laughs> That is awful. He does get to wear a uh, polka dot jersey for, uh, for a few weeks, but he's still in yellow at the moment. Who's the sprinting champion? Well, Sagan's in green. Sagan, yeah. excellent. So, and, and obviously with the way that the points classification goes, yep. there are points on offer during stages as well as at the end. Yep. And Sagan is just the master of being in the right place at the right time. And he, he, he basically, in every single sprint, he will always finish somewhere in the top four. He'll win a lot of them but he basically gets points every single time they're on offer. So although guys like Viviani, um, there's another guy called Sonny Colbrelli who's won a couple of stages as well. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, Where's Buku? <laughs> Buku Gamas. Um, but they don't have the consistency um, that Sagan where's, has. So. Uh, where are the Schlecks? Well, you asked this last week. So <laughs> I, know, the, I know you have a very, very narrow portfolio is, of cyclists that you where can is draw Alberto on. Alberto Contador? No, Albert. I think he's giving special comment. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Yeah, is so he he's retired. Steak whilst doing it. That's why. Oh, yeah, con- contaminated meat. <laughs> that's why. Fab. He didn't dope. No, none he of them. Do. A, he just had a steak that was laced with testosterone. <laughs> no, he was Clem Buterol. <laughs> was he really? There you go. Yeah, he was yeah. Clem. Clem. Old mate uh, Josh and Lockie, I believe. Lockie hey. Keith. Yeah. Who's the other one? Josh Thomas. Josh Thomas. They had a steak that. Would you believe it, Fab? Would you believe it? That the steak was laced with cocaine. Yeah. It was like the piece of meat in the hangover yes. that they fed to the tiger. They it was just- <laughs> Lockie, Lockie looked over the table and he said, do you mind passing the salt? And Josh said, not a problem. And he salt he is blue. He goes, clean butyrol. goes, what's with the salt? It's all powdery. And he goes, not a worry. And then they ate it. And fucking would you believe it? Mm. Would you believe it if somebody told you? Poor mate Alberto. Stitched up, I reckon. Yes. So, as I said before, they're actually heading into the Pyrenees this Excellent. evening. So, um, I reckon they should go into the Pyrenees. Like, start. Like, with no map or anything. <laughs> with no, like, defined... It's like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, with no, no defined stage. No defined, like, this is where the stage ends. Just up the fucking mountain. Two days later. Yeah. <laughs> Winner of the tour, John Rambo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John J. Rambo, don't, don't, don't forget his middle initial. I just reckon that how exciting would that be? And no... Um, Why were they after he'd been Rambo one? Because he came back to town and he was just a bit argumentative. And, and didn't in talk. Fa- how was he argumentative? In, in fairness, in fairness... Um, and then he blew up everything. No, shit. What was the, what was the sheriff's name? I just want to blank on the guy's name. Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy's character. <laughs> in fairness, Brian Dennehy could have handled things a bit better. <laughs> You reckon? Like Rambo, Instead of putting on a full manhunt for a Spot on. Rambo comes back to town. Does Brian Dennehy survive? No. Because I was going to say, because if he survives, he's he wounded. Was yeah, he survives. I think Serious he's retraining was to be had at the look, end of that. Because look, Rambo comes in, and I get it. Rambo's got a bit of an attitude problem. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Not a problem. He wasn't very agreeable. Well, he thinks that the uh, America won the war. That That's the problem. He's not very agreeable. So I get it. Brian Dennehy, if he had his time over again, just let the guy go. Don't worry about it. Because what you've ended up doing is starting... More harm than good. Like like Rambo, he causes a lot of property damage in that movie. A lot. A lot. A lot. Have you seen the, the trailer for Last Blood? Is there another one? There's a new Rambo, yeah, oh Last Blood. As opposed to not, First not, Blood. Not with Stallone. Yes. There's only one John Rambo. You can't recast John Rambo. 
come on, Fabian. They're going to recast. That franchise was at its end when he was picking up sheep in Afghanistan. What a terrible film that was. But the was that three? That was three. That's three. The fourth one was okay. Which is the one where he's, he's, he's peeling off the leeches? That's got to be two. Right? Yeah. That's two. Because he's in like he's, he's, two the he's one back where he's, in like Vietnam or whatever it is. He's two the one where he's disguised in the mud wall and, and, and he, he sees his eyes. The eyes. <laughs> John, that would have taken you forty five minutes to press yourself against that wall and cover yourself totally in mud, just waiting <laughs> it's for from that era where waiting for one Arnie's guy. done something similar in Predator. He's gone. I'll better him. Yeah, sure. That's Raise before the Predator or the sheep as it happens. I'm gonna look that up. The nah. last blood, last reckon- blood um, is. Uh, Technically, as it's obviously the last outing for John, and it basically looked like somebody, probably Stallone, saw Logan, you know, the last Wolverine film, and went, "Yeah, let's just do that," because that's what it looks like. It looks like he's ripped off Logan. Oh, whatever your inspiration is. Where are we? Rambo: First Blood, Part Two. <laughs> 1985. Predator was 1987. Wow. Mm. So Arnie's tried a better Stallone. Well, they were doing like. Apocalypse Now as well, like in the coming out of the water sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, so look Maybe. out for that one. Last Blood, I think it's out next year. Probably oh, right. It. I figured it had been. No, come on. First Blood Part 2 is what Hot Shots rips off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Amongst other things, Amongst yes. other things, yeah. When he grabs the, the, Top ha- the, handful of, the handful of bullets and just throws. Just throws. <laughs> What's his name? Topper Harley? Topper Harley. Topper Harley, yeah. That's a great trivia question. Don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> That's the tiebreaker. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Hot shots, part deux. Part deux. Yeah. That was back in the day, of course, when you had your... They were just aping... Film goes in cycles like that, doesn't it, when they make those spoof films? They need to wait a generation of films to spoof, and then they, they do it at the end as like a yearbook. When was the last time it was a spoof movie? Oh, they made remade Scream. Not another teen movie and all that. Yeah, type stuff. yeah, and yeah, they did like yeah. scary movie was that early two thousands right. ripping the off the yep. s- the scream the revival. Genre. Yeah, that and the I know what you did. Exactly right. Yeah. Final destination, all that yes, shit. Yes. How good are those movies? Final destination. Yeah, it's like watching a an OH and S. Mm, it is uh, actually. Movie, it and is. you just sit there and going, spot the risk, spot the danger, <laughs> see what is going to finish this dude off, and you sit there and you're going, it's got to be the kettle, it's got to be the buzzsaw. That kid handling the roller coaster <laughs> yeah, isn't exactly. paying attention. No, that's the logs. Yeah. The logs. I remember watching that in the cinema going, it's the logs. The lo- this is gonna get, a log's going to come through the window. But then the one when they're at the, the drag racing and all that sort of stuff. and When I your time's up. Your time's up. Your time. You I think can't that's cheat death. The message of the Final Destination series: Go gracefully. Mm. But we digress. <laughs> um, I don't even know what we were talking about. Do you want I, to talk I, about? I, I had one more shout out. Oh fucking! Because I didn't know how many we were going <laughs> to hey, have. You're lucky I didn't have a shout out. Yeah, this well, week. that's exactly right. But a simple one. Um, I'll be the judge of that. And and I'm not her biggest fan, but for sheer longevity, she's magnificent. Um, Serena Williams. Yeah, oh don't, Lord, don't, don't shout maybe out on this don't, program. Maybe don't go too deep. No, into no, that, no, there's no. A question uh, about it. Is it about how many years she's made the top four? No. Good. Okay. Because this is what a, I'm going. There's a question about the match. Okay. Well, the the point that I was going to make is at Wimbledon she's managed to get into the last four of mm. a Grand Slam, which means in twenty different years she's made the final four in a Grand Slam. In that given year, and you just sit there and you're going, "That's remarkable longevity to be that good over that 
extent of time. Do we need some better competition? Well, I know we don't. Use, you'll say something yeah. about Federer. And, uh, no, no, no. Well, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. That's true. You can only beat whoever turns up. And and you might say she might have might have existed in a quarter of a century where women's tennis was at a its its lowest ebb, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. But at the end of the day, all you can do is front up and keep winning, and that's what she's managed to do. So, <laughs> as I said, she, she's not one of my favourites. But um, why don't players... when, when you read a couple of stats like that, you sit there and you're going, "Wow, that's this is going to sound ridiculous." So bear with me. <laughs> why don't players? Why don't her opponents make her play tennis? Because whenever I watch her play, like extended, you know, a whole match or whatever, unbelievable power. Yep. Mo- the most powerful women's tennis player of all time. Make her run. Make her move around. Yep. Especially now. Make especially now. I'm not talking about 15 years ago in yep. mid 20s, early 20s, but especially now, make her move around. Yeah. Make her actually approach the net. Have to show touch, etc. Make her have to think the point through. What? Because she doesn't want rallies. But but obviously she she carries with her great power. Absolutely. But there's obviously magnificent court craft to be able to push players into certain positions where there is only one or two shots that they can play, and therefore she doesn't need to be covering huge ground to be able to counter the next you know shot that's coming. Is mm. is that not part of it as well? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. And again, if she's done it for 20 years, she obviously kind of knows what she's doing. Well, she's no mug. She's no hack fraud. She's no hack fraud. <laughs> um, so that's the shout-outs done. Good stuff. Going to move on now to uh, the Blues. Fabian might join us for this one. He's still just, <laughs> he's still just doing his daily work at the moment. He's designing a roundabout. Um, it's been, <laughs> having watched you tackle that bad boy, all, bad boy all day, I feel for you. I'm exhausted for you. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. He's trying to find an extra metre here and there to fit it. You've never seen this many services in one little... <laughs> the, recommended, like, the recommended circumference, what is it, 16? It was 16 metres, but I could only fit about five. <laughs> and what is it, the minimum's 14? Yeah, no, it's, it, no, it's, just, it's just it's horrible. The whole thing's horrible. So Where is it so we can get so our listeners can go and find it once it's finished? No. It may or may not be in Altona. <laughs> <laughs> Just drive around Altona looking for shitty roundabouts. <laughs> You'll find it eventually. Um, we're going to move this on. Is it. <laughs> we're going to record live. What's this bill? We're going to record Holy live. Holy shit. This what did you do with this one, Fabian? This I think Sean chuckled when I asked Pete if he wanted me to design it on the oh, cheap. Brilliant. Do you want it to be safe or cheap? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, is that not the most Fabian thing I've ever heard? We're going to move on now to uh, the football, sport proper. What do we make of Saturday's result? Um, apart from it being a win, which was pleasing, um, probably Very for pleasing. me, I'll kick off and obviously defer to you guys to follow up. The most impressive or the most um, prescient thing for me out of the result was under Teague, we'd shown an ability to score yep. and score quickly when, when we needed to score quickly, games against the Lions, the Bulldogs, etc. even Melbourne toward the end of the game. This was the first game under Teague that we controlled. Correct. Pretty much from go to woe. That was pretty much what I was going to say. I mean, I, I, I went into the game thinking, look, this is absolutely winnable from a personnel perspective. Um, I was worried about not having Jacob Wiedering because yes. I think he structures us up so very, very well. And I still thought at times it looked like we were a little bit exposed back there. But the one thing that I wanted to see, as a lot of Carlton supporters did as well, having had four weeks in a row where we conceded leads, you thought we have to come out and we have to meet the contest head on. We've got to be in the game straight away. We've got to be part of the contest. And then once we're in it, what do we do with it? And 
obviously it became apparent there was a bit of a scoring end. I mean, it was the wind was swirling, but it was definitely hard to kick goals left of screen. Mm. Um, Which is weird too, because um, it's relatively enclosed now. So obviously the wind coming from whatever direction was swirling in. The top of the new grandstands have got like a open part. Cut in them. Mm. 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 So anyway, obviously to to be in the game at quarter time then have the opportunity to be able to take advantage of what appeared to be a scoring end, um, to be in front at halftime, and we should have been further in front yeah. if they paid the free kick to Harry McCullough oh. for running down Dane Rampey, that one. And they, it's, 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 bla- it's obvious. You know what makes it worse, though? So well, it should have been... tries to handball and no, it, no, it, it should have been away. a free kick to us. It should have been a goal. Went straight down the other end to Kieran Jackson. Went straight down the other end for a goal. So it's an 11-point... Turnaround. turnaround. He's cooked, didn't he? He's done. Kieran Jackie's. Jesus. He has been for two years. But they brought him in similarly because teams figure that against us we'll get a bit of experience, a bit of strength. We'll bring him in because hopefully he'll be, you know, strong and he'll be able to. But he just offered him nothing. Yeah, but if we were still playing Paddy Dow, Sam Petrescu, Seaton, yeah, Sam get away with in the middle, it. we'd probably get away with it. Yeah, um, one of the and Tim touched on one of the big things for me was to not have Wiedering, to not have Marchbank. To lose Goddard halfway through the Early. second quarter. Yeah. How, un- how unlucky is so that? So unlucky for oh, him. Ridiculous. Um, really unfortunate for him. He's obviously got a fractured cheekbone, so I'm not sure if we'll see him for the rest of the year. He's obviously running out of weeks, maybe toward the end. I loved how a few of the players forgot that he had that certain <laughs> yeah. injury after the game. And, <laughs> and you, you saw Murph go, like after the song, when he's gone to grab him, he's gone. He must have said, oh, here, my, my yeah. face. And he's gone, oh, sorry. But you look at that and you think, to be, I understand Franklin's not out there, but we don't have Charlie, yeah. you know, and we're missing those backmen as well. And Sinclair didn't play, which is obviously handy for us because he usually plays very well against us, matches up well against Cruiser. But to structurally be at what I would argue is our, our weakest for maybe the year in terms of those key personnel. Six of, in, six in, of our best 18 without a scratch. In, in, yep. You know, key personnel yep. to be down those guys and to, to structure up. Nick Newman was enormous. He really did enjoy playing against his old side. You know, Lockie Plowman, Fab's man, was great. I've got to give it to you. He was. He yeah, was. The, the shot at the end of the game, they showed Teague with Newman, and you could sort of tell that he's gone. Mate, you dominated. Great. You just, you, I said you really showed your old team it's, and probably said something along the, the lines of, I couldn't be more proud of yeah, what you yeah. managed to do today. And, and, and you could see he loved it and he responded to it, so... There's something going on with Teague. There is something going on with Teague. One man that I want to single out, um, not dismissive, I'm looking for the right word. Earlier in the year, I thought that he was he was getting undue praise for playing well, but he wasn't spectacular. Sam Walsh. <laughs> he was phenomenal, wasn't he? I made a note during the game, sort of half-jokingly, Said he's a steal at pick one. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like it's, I, I loved the line. He's yeah. a, like you sit there and go. People will talk about the others, and we had a bit of fun with um, old mate Kano, Kane Corns. Yep. And and to we me, unleashed the gift. And and to me, it shows that the responses that he had a little bit of a bite back, and we had a bit of a bite back, and it was it was all in all in jest. Yeah. But but I think Kane's like that though. I think yeah. he'll, he'll he won't. No, we we Kane's not losing sleep over over people on Twitter. No, no, no and no. we sort of tried to make it clear we weren't baiting him and going in, but having a bit of fun. I even asked him who the bloke with the tash was. Well, that's it. We had a gif of his old man from a state game, like 25 years ago, more. Um, just looking sort of incredulously. No, nah, I think it's the Glenelg. 
grand oh, it final. Oh, it is too, yes. Well, grand six. final from 85. So that was the 85, you're quite right. the 85 Sticks grand final. One. Yeah. yeah. Sticks and he's last sitting, game. he's sitting in the dugout at the Adelaide Oval. He's got this, like, shifty, I don't know how what to make of this look. <laughs> it's quite funny. But Adelaide Oval or Footy Park? Footy Park, sorry. Footy Park. We, we made the point that, um, you know, we'd had 15 touches in the first half. He was just extraordinary. And Kane brought back, you know, a bit back about, you know, this, that and the other. And he's always maintained that he's not going to be damaging and blah, blah, blah. Connor Rosie looks like a terrific player. I can't wait to see Isaac Rankin. Hopefully that's not this week. So yeah, exactly. It's not this week. Well, he's the not bloke you picked out of the under-18 championship. I love the look of him, so I hope that he... he um, and great to see for Hopefully Gold he has Coast a week that, off this week. <laughs> that he signed a new deal, actually. Yeah. But, you know, he looks great. You know, the Kings are just young kids growing into their bodies. Bailey Smith's had a really good year. Good year, very good et cetera, year. Et cetera, et cetera, et You're not so, going to mention the one bloke who... Who's Lacocious? No. Sydney Stack? Sydney Stack, I think, will fizzle out. That's just me. Um, Sam Walsh will be a, and what we've seen this year, he's a 7.5 out of 10 minimum. Now. Each week. Every week. Every week. He's a 7.5 out of 10. He rocks up. You know he's going to get his 20 plus. Yep. When he gets bigger... And he gets stronger. He's going to be phenomenal to watch. And he's sitting there going, some weeks he'll be, he will be a 10. Yeah. But unlike not knocking Connor Rosie, because he will get better, obviously, as he gets older, that game against Brisbane, he was a 10. Yeah, that's right. The next week, he was a 5. Yeah. He was a 4. Yep. And that's the that's, di- that's been the difference with That's been Walsh. the difference. And that's not a knock, because he's a first-year player. Yeah. But if Sam Walsh, as a first-year player, is a 7.5, 8 out of 10 every week... Yeah. He's staying the bar. It's extraordinary. High, there was a bit of play, and I think, and I think it, I think it just told the story. He got the ball in the middle of the ground, and he had his back to our goal, and there was players all around. It was working in the phone booth as modern day football around the footy can be, and he just he could just see what was happening, and he he gave a little left hand handball that didn't travel that far, but it went over the bloke that was. Was it to Plowman? No, it went to Murphy. And Murphy was sort of running around the back and he gave it to where Mur- it was just the smarts of knowing where Murphy was going to be and that he was going to be able to get there. And it actually made Murphy go. run to the spot that it needed to go to. And not only did he then get it, but then he was getting it and he was attacking straight away. He's he just so, sort of thought, he, he, he does just get it. He does, it's, it's spot on. He does things that are so instinctive and you watch him and you think sometimes his teammates aren't quick enough. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You go, you're when Greg not, Williams first came to Carlton, he was doing stuff that teammates weren't ready for him to you're do. You're actually that. not sharp enough. He's the only one out there that knows yeah. that's where you need to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is how we get out. And he's at the age of 18, 19, just turned 19. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Um, he's, he's <laughs> doing... See, that was a bugbear of mine because <laughs> I reckon Lance Franklin, according to Hawthorne players, was like 18 for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First so, year player, Lance Franklin. They, they are allowed to age. <laughs> exactly right. But look, he's he's been an absolute joy to watch. Um, and is, oh, is, is he gotten better since he's been put in the like in the guts, probably yeah. off the wing? He's shown Certainly more. more I thought. I thought he's shown more value there. Yeah. Like he he plays the wing. He, he to me is the quintessential wingman. The way that he's put together and the way that he plays, but. The fact that in traffic he's as accomplished as he is already without a body that allows him to even play in there, and you touched on that last week, it's just it's well, just remarkable. Before we move off, our rattles. Yes, before we move off uh, Sam Walsh, the one thing about that tweet we had to send to Kane, and Kane responded back about his disposal efficiency was 37%. Well, it ended up being just under 60, yep. which is about the average. And for the commentators midfielder. mentioned all day hell. 
like swirly the winds. Yeah. But yeah. the point I'll make is that like that tweet of Kane's back to ours received quite a few likes, and that's par for the course because he's got a, a big following. Big following. But you know what it said to me, and I just loved it. I lapped it up. You know what, I, Fab? I loved it. You were like a, a dog with two dicks. Dog with two dog dicks. With <laughs> Kevin Keegan, I love it. I love I it. I loved how completely butthurt so many people are that he's so good. Yeah, that's right. And it says to me that they refuse to acknowledge, yeah, he's fucking great. Because well, the amazing that's thing what is happens. You, you sometimes get a player where you, you see them play and they show you something and you go, I know he's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. Sam Walsh is a good player. And your comment that you've sort of um, touched on a few times is he's skinny, he's light, he's not built, he doesn't have any muscle tone, he's very professional and he runs brilliantly. Over time, with a guy like Andrew Russell, who has really um, worked with some very, very good footballers mm. and has improved them physically all the time through various elements of their game, he's going to navigate this kid's development. He is, he is just going to get better and better and better. The time, that once again, the phrase I've used regularly is, Kane says he doesn't do enough damage. Well, when he's got an extra split second with the ball, when he can take the tackle and then dispose of the ball, when he can ride the bump, that's when you're going to start to see real damage. Absolutely. When he can actually take the game on. He doesn't have to go. There's a great example against Melbourne where he's not going to be able to ride a Nathan Jones tackle. Jones is, what, 32. Solid guy. You sort of have to go, shit, I'm probably going to have to get rid of this because I'm just going to get taken to ground. Yep, it'll just be a free kick. Whereas in a couple of years later, a couple of years' time, he'll be able to go, nah, Offend that. He did that in the Collingwood game. A couple of times he took on the game and he mm. got caught holding the ball. And, and again, I reckon Collingwood supporters would have loved it. So be able on. to say, oh, there's your number one draft. Yeah. He's no good. This will be another Jack Watts. And it's sort of like, yeah, okay, yeah. he got caught. That's fine. But he got caught while taking the game on and he holds no fear. So I'm sure I'm like everyone. As I said, I absolutely love it. Love it to death that people love are it. so butthurt that he's so good. Um, so this week, obviously, Gold Coast. We'll touch on that in the Gold Coast preview shortly. Do you want to do the teams, Fabian? Let's go. Have you got them? Absolutely not. Good start. Got him. Here we go. Hold on. I'll get my... Do you want to do a recap of the tips yes. just at the moment? Let me know where we're at. I have lost ground, unfortunately. Uh, Fabian, 91. You've cleared out. I was a bit risky. I went for the Ds instead of the Dogs. Um, 91, Fab. 84, Sean. Timbo's catching me at rate of knots. I have stalled. Timbo's 82. Still nine behind Fabian. You're nine behind Fabian, be but you're number. catching me because I'm... I've, gotten a bit desperate. Um, who we got first thing? Kick it okay, off. Okay, tomorrow night at the Adelaide Oval, the Adelaide Crows versus Essendon. I don't know who I want to lose more. Oh, <laughs> come I'll on, man. Simply. Adelaide, easy. Adelaide. What? People just people need... Tan- something tangible on the line We here. said this about... I said this on Twitter yesterday, and we got a great response from our followers, where it's not about wanting Essendon to win. It's irrelevant. It's about wanting Adelaide to lose. I want Adelaide to lose, and next week I want them to lose, and the yep. week after I want them I to lose. I still want them to lose. So you go, I want them to lose every week. I don't care. It doesn't. It's irrelevant that and they're if playing. If they played one another, I wouldn't want them to win. <laughs> it's irrelevant that they're playing Essendon. I want them to lose. In Tom Lynch out, Tyson Stingle omitted. It's good in. Uh, Riley Knight playing game fifty, and Hugh Greenwood playing game fifty. Got good hair, Riley Knight. In Michael Hartley, Will Snelling, Patrick Ambrose, Dyson Heppel. Okay. Out, Michael Hurley, injured. Jaden Laverty, managed. Dropped. Yeah, dropped. Zach Clark, illness. Dropped. Dropped. And Horatio Fantasia, Probably injured. dropped as well. Those ins and those outs for Essendon are not great. Heppel's obviously handy. Uh, Ambrose is just a nothing player. Will Ambrose Snell. and Hartley are there to be able this to is the plug most up the defence. overrated team in the AFL. Essendon. Essendon or Adelaide? Essendon. 
Yeah, Essendon, I don't disagree with that. Essendon, people, there's a lot of very sympathetic Essendon voices in the media, fans, the Essendon Mafia, as I call them. This week it was a massive circle jerk around They do anything half-decent. Um, oh. What's he done? Nothing. M- most Essendon supporters don't want Wusher to be coaching. I don't know why the media want him to be coaching because he's. I don't think he's a great talent. And he, I don't think he'd be terribly agreeable. I don't think they're as good as they think they are. No, they're not. Does John Worsfeld look happy in his job, though? No. He's got the... You know, what he, when he smiles, he looks like a murderer. <laughs> he always has. He has those, <laughs> his eyes go really wide and he sort of half smiles when he's answering a question and he looks like, I'm going to kill you <laughs> later. But, he, you know, he's, his family's still living in Perth. Are they really? So he's living in Melbourne on his own, he's, has done now for a couple of years. He's doing and, the Mourinho fab. And you just sit there and you're going, he just doesn't look, doesn't look complete, doesn't look How happy. long have you been married to him? Fuck knows. He's probably <laughs> desperate to get out. <laughs> FaceTime's the best thing that ever happened for he and his wife. Yeah. Um, I'm going to back the Bombers because I hate the Crows and I want the Crows to lose. This is a this is a uh, head decision. This is where I sew up the, the tipping. Yeah, correct. Adelaide. Yeah, I'm going Adelaide as well. Fucking and hell. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'll make up some ground. Looking forward to it. Next game is Richmond and Port Adelaide. Just, sorry, just quickly. That's exactly the sort of game those, those uh, idiots at, at Bomberland can win. It's exactly oh, yeah, the sort of game. The sort of stuff win. that What's, they do the all game. the time. Was, did they play Port or Adelaide last year when Aaron Francis finally stood up? Yeah, yeah, late Adelaide in the game. Final yeah. round of the year. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Big and they just they just pulled the result from right between Tim their butt recovered. cheeks. <laughs> of course, Tim remembered it. Port yeah. Adelaide loss. Uh, Richmond, Port Adelaide at the MCG in Jack Graham and Liam Baker. Out Camden McIntosh omitted. Derek Egmalesi Smith omitted. In for Port Adelaide, Dan Houston, Xavier Dersma, Matthew Broadbent, out Ollie Wines injured, Brad Ebert illness, and Ryan Burton injured. They're not good outs, They're are three they? big outs. Huge. But I mean, look, Dersma's a, a good young player. Broadbent's a handy sort of player structurally. Obviously not the quality of Burton, Ebert, and Wines. Um, but you just think that, particularly on the road, Jekyll and Hyde, surely Richmond, getting their guns back. Yep, Tigers for me. One on, one off. Port Adelaide is on this week, so Ooh. Ooh. We'll, go, we'll go the power. Really? We'll go on the power. I love it. I've just got back that round, that Essendon one. On me. Got some good news <laughs> and some bad news for the next game, people. In Jacob Wittering. Oh, sorry, it's Carlton versus the Gold Coast. Yep. In Jake Wittering, out Hugh Goddard. That's good news. And that's all there is. Well, that's okay. Yeah, old mate. Uh, old, mate old mate still getting the game, Darcy Lang. Um he was okay in the second half. Big intercept. Yeah, he, was big okay. intercept. he was a bit better in the second half. Yeah. Probably the intercept won the game, to be honest. Oh, look, I'm not, ki- I'm not kidding myself. Yeah, he's not great. But the second half was all right. When he gets the ball, and he gets the ball very infrequently, yes. he seems to have a little bit of a touch of class. And I think Teague spoke to it, didn't he, when he said, we're asking players to do a role. Yep. We're asking players to perform a role. And it's not is necessarily... His to look like a footballer? His is to be a complete nut of decoy. <laughs> but... Um, that's, I think, telling when, when fans, when we've done it, we've been guilty of it. We used to sit there and go, particularly against Melbourne, where he was dreadful in the first two and a bit quarters. Well, what's he, what, are you, what are they having you do? Well, we don't know what they're having him do. Maybe he's doing it. Has yeah. to be doing it if he's getting the game. We always said that about Jed Lamb, too. Um, but it was more. Nah, Jed did a lot more. Jed was there to be an antagonistic prick. True, true. Um, but the one thing about that game, and I think I touched on it probably far too many times when we were watching it, was. Um, Sydney's only avenue to goal seemed to be corridor and corridor only. But was that just due to the ground, though? Well, it was either the ground, the way the game was played, um, 
their general structure or the con- the win conditions and all mm. that sort of stuff, they only ever looked like they were going to score once yeah. they moved it fast straight down the middle. And you just sort of thought, deny them that. And, and we said the same thing against Gold Coast in round three. The only way they were ever going to get a hold of us was through the corridor. As bad as we so were... defend that. Well, as bad as we were in that round three game, we were terrible. Yeah. We lost on the last kick of the day. Correct. So you're sitting there going, well... We and, were, and they we were, were playing well. They were playing well and their team was stronger. Yeah. Um, and they had belief and confidence. Carlton fans, don't be too nervy. There's a lot of Carlton fans on Twitter that are getting nervous. You're sitting there going, don't be nervous. I'm nervous. Go through the Gold Coast, ins and outs. Corey Ellis, Peter Wright, Chris Burgess and Jacob Dawson. In, out. Josh Corbett, Brad Shear, Anthony Miles, Lockie Weller, Alex Sexton. Just joking about no, Alex no, Sexton. Like like well, but they said Weller, well, Weller's player. an illness. Miles, Miles, an Miles has been suspended, so I think they're, they're two good outs for us. Great outs, yeah. They're two. I, good outs I worry about this game. You shouldn't. You don't. You know what you need to worry about. And I've spoken about this off pod, and I'm bringing it to the table. Spoke about it last week off pod as well. I've been stewing on this for a week. I've been marinating in this. Maybe that's not the right term for what I'm going to talk about. Stewie Jew <laughs> needs to lose some weight. How much do you reckon he could lose? 50? No, you should lose 20. Cause, could, could lose 30. Because this is... And look, I don't want to I reckon be, Stewie Jew is in, a, in better shape than I am. No, this is not fat shaming. I, I don't want it to come off like that. My point is, for a team that's on the bottom of the ladder, struggling, no one knows where they're going, they've got no leadership, everyone's questioning what's happening off the field, on the field, where do they get better? This is such a small thing, I get it. This is a Wookiee wearing pants thing that yeah. I was talking about a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But the senior coach, the man setting the standards, the man representing your club in an elite sporting environment... Is probably 25 to 30 kegs heavier than it should be. What does that say? Image to a young group of kids. It's stress eating the lollies in the box. <laughs> but you sit there, what does that say about discipline? Well, and that's the old line is if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you, and vice versa. What does it say so, about, you know, standards, preparation, yeah. lifestyle? Yeah. You sort of going, I don't think it sends all the right messages. And I'm not expecting people use examples. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Bill Parcells. But these guys have got a bit. But they live in America. I mean, what are you going to do? There's a fat tax. But the point I'm making is these guys have been in the game and have got a, a bit of a breadth of work behind them, not to justify their obesity, but you're like, well, they've got a track record of success or come through here and they've done this. Stewie Jew's got nothing. It's not like he's Bill Belichick. And you're going, well, yeah, okay, so I can probably look past that because he's successful. Mm. One Pusher. thing I said before, though, is Stewie Jew was a fat footballer. He was. like you know, Five-striper. Hey? It was a five-striper in the grand final. <laughs> yes, he was a Ronnie McEwen. Ronnie we're McEwen. not, by the way, we're not fat-shaming Stewie Jew. I just want to make that or Ronnie McEwen. clear. Or Ronnie McEwen, <laughs> or Matt Patricia, or Andy Reid. I saw Ronnie McEwen one day take down three Big Macs at the, <laughs> the Northland Makers. <laughs> Did you really? Because, yeah, it was obviously years and years ago, and I remember thinking, shit, that's three Big Macs. And then, then it was, like, after that, I went, that's Ronnie McEwen. And he would have been playing. Big Ronnie. He was not a bad footballer, actually, Ronnie McEwen. Very talented. I think we've got our title for this week. <laughs> he took down three birds. I saw three Ronnie McEwen take down three Big Macs at the, <laughs> at the North Lane. Did you dead set sit there and watch him? What were you doing? Why were you watching Do you him? remember me telling you about these stories? <laughs> Which, they're cute when you start off. Like My grandparents, for you know Italian immigrants, like, well, grandfather's no longer with us, but always liked... Maccas, like my grandma still. Shout out to Papa Guadagnolo. No, 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 My mum's dad. Uh-huh. So mum's, so mum's dad, mum and dad. My mum's grandparents are here too. 
buried what, alive. No, no, no. <laughs> this has become an episode. No, no. So, <laughs> so, no, no episode. My grandma still ha- like has a hankering for a, like a fillet of fish. The, you know, the old lady's uh, burger. There's no one else. Is, no one else eats it. My no nan, my nan eats. Yeah, Sean's nan. She my loves nana. a fillet of fish. When I, Dad, I don't think no one else is buying. They live next door to the McDonald's on Blackburn Road. Have for years and years and years. And if Dad goes and obviously checks in three, four times a week, whatever, does shopping, if he goes, oh, do you want you know, Maccas or whatever, she just fill it a fish. And Dad goes, what? They still make that? <laughs> My grandma has one every Saturday. But, um, They've got to go out the back and fish it out of the tank. So we're at every school holidays. My nonna and nonna used to take us to McDonald's and we used to meet my cousins who obviously didn't live anywhere near us. And, we'd, and it was segment, nice. Like we'd sit at the table, you know. This segment of the show cool. brought to you by Ancestry.com, by the way. <laughs> Real through Fabian. But then like as you get to like high school and stuff, you know, sitting down, you know, at a, at a booth at McDonald's speaking a foreign language just got a little bit uh, got a little bit embarrassing. But that's when I saw uh, old Ronnie McKeown. Ronnie McKeown. Oh, that was at the Northland? Yeah. Was it the one in the shopping centre or across the road? The one... Near the Brashes. N- near the old Brashes. <laughs> Our short sponsor. The one in the 95. middle of the car park. Yeah, middle. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovely story. Um, Carlton for this one? Carlton. Carlton will win by 50. What do you reckon, Fab? You love these? Give 65. 65. Okay. I'd like that. 10-goal win would suit me just fine. Next game, GWS Giants versus the Collingwood Magpies. Let's whip through these, Fab. Finlayson, Stein, Mumford in, out. The Rabbit, Adam Kennedy and Matt Bunteen. In for Collingwood, Jeremy Howe, Taylor Adams, Travis Varco and Flynn Appleby. Good ins. Sounds like a golfer. Out, Darcy Moore, injured. Jamie Elliott, injured. John Noble, injured. And Levi Greenwood, injured. They probably break even on the ins. Maybe just. Who are you going? I'm going to go for Collingwood because GWS are shot. I agree. Pies. Um, and then just, who do you reckon, Timbo? Pies. Yeah. Just uh, obviously we keep a, a watch on Cornelio, but it, it, oh, you hate to draw the line. A lot of people have made this comparison. There's a little bit of Kevin Durant about what happened with, uh, with Stephen. Mm. And I wonder if, mismanagement, you reckon? I wonder if that'll weigh on his decision. We ended up at the last absolutely huge big ticket free agent we got wasn't too happy with his club's medical department. We'll wait and see if this one uh, goes the same way. Fingers crossed. Fremantle versus Sydney. In Perth, Taylan Duman, yep. Aaron Sanderlands, Griffin Logue, Brent Bewley. In, out, Travis Collier, Nat Fife, Ryan Nyhouse, Nyhouse, and Ethan Hughes. In for Sydney Swans, Robbie Fox, Hayden McLean, Is Ryan Clark, Riley Stoddard. Out, Kieran Jack omitted, Harry Cunningham injured, Jordan Dawson suspended. And Ben Ronke, who was horrible, he yeah. was no omitted. Ronke's looking a bit like a one-hit wonder. This is a bona fide VFL showdown. Having said that, I think Frio will win. Frio will win. You going to give tips tonight, Tim? Timbo's I'm thinking, no, I'm going to go the Swans. Yeah. I was on the, fe- I was on the fence. Yep. Oh, I was on the Tim fence. Tim go against this Swannies? If it was in Sydney... Well, no, Nate Fife is massive. If it was at the SCG, it would be the Swans. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It, and that's the thing. I think the Swans are better than them, but it's the um, Optus Stadium factor. But mm. I'm still going to stick with the Swans. Where are the Fr- Frio? Is this a bit of a last chance saloon for them? Oh, no, I think, I think they, they shot, shot their shot. nest yeah. last week. They, they shat their nest against us. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, please. The Brisbane Orion. Brisbane Orion. <laughs> <laughs> and North Melbourne in Luke Hodge, Eric Hipwood, and Hugh McCluggage. Good hints. Wow. Jesus. Oh Our- no! No! 
No. Uh, Louis Artella, no play this week. Um, but uh, uh, big in there, Ben the Keys. Ben Keys omitted. Oh, shit, he is too. I <laughs> ben Keys, yeah, Josh Walker, Ben Keys and Ryan Lester. So they're, they're all... Uh, I was favorites. a bigger rapper of fags, but uh, omission of Ben the Keys. Uh, and Lion Resta. And uh, Ryan Resta. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Keys. Rich playing game 200. Ben the Keys are too good to who's play. Oh, I guess he's playing game 50. Ben the Keys? Jared the Berry. Jared the Berry. <laughs> ben the Keys are too good to play in the Niffle. Um, Sean Higgins in, Sam Durden in, Mason Wood in. Mm-hmm. Out, Luke McDonald injured. Curtis Taylor omitted and Paul Ahern What's omitted. going on with Paul Ahern? He looked, uh, obviously the, the knee recos, but then he came in and, and debuted and looked great. I don't think he's quick. No, he's not, but but he looked great. And then mm. he's just, initially you thought, oh, wow, good on you. Yeah, wow, he's got a steal here. But he's just he's just plateaued. He's plateaued. Yeah. He's exactly right. The Lions are serious. Yes. They win this easily. Brisbane Ryan for me. Where is it at? The Gubba. Woolongabba. I am going to stick with the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, good on you. Okay, beautiful. Even though North Melbourne have probably been my tipping undoing all season. Mm. Come, is our mate Bryce Gibb? Is he still not in? Still not in. Bryce Gibb? No, he's not in. Where are we? He's been dropped four times this year. He's playing for Geelong Hawthorne. I think they might be playing Glenelg soon, or they played Glenelg. There's a bit of a story that he, he obviously he played for Glenelg in his draft year. Yes, um, and it would. It's a bit of a homecoming sort of thing. Yeah. The Bays. Down to the Bays. In what used to be a big game, Geelong versus Hawthorne. Yeah, don't kid yourself. Zach Smith, Scott Selwood, Jake Collajasny, James Parsons and Sam Simpson. Brandon Parfit out injured. Obviously, Say it right, Fab. Parfit. Parfit. If I was commentating with BT, I would just mispronounce or overpronounce or over-enunciate everyone's names to shit him. I'd just outdo him. I'd just shit him up the wall. In for the Hawks, James Cousins, Jonathan Segler, Darren Minchington, and Jack Gunston. Liam Shields playing game 200, and Mark Blitzarves, who, just in case you didn't know, used to be a... Could have made the Olympics, mate. It was a triathlete. chaser. chaser. Could have made the triathlete. Could have made the Olympics, man. Could have made him. They'll let us know that till the day he retires. He just needed to find, like, fucking 40 seconds or something, but he could have made it. What a joke. Who you got? I've got the Catters, man. Hawks. Love it. There's one. There's one back. I just think, yeah, I don't know. Got don't funny... think. Give me the next team. Melbourne versus the West Coast Eagles. Corey Wagner, Josh Wagner. Are they in every single week? They're in and out every They're week. in and out. And you just love saying Wagner. Don't I don't you? know why you say Wagner. Because that's how you pronounce it's their names. Wagner. Do you want me to call Lucy? I don't know who the fuck that is. Lucy Zellich. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Oscar Baker and Tim Smith. Uh, no outs yet for Melbourne. Uh, in, Jake Warden, Jack Petruccelli, Francis Watson, Will Schofield, Bailey J. Williams, and Matthew Allen. Not Matty full. Allen? Matty Allen's back. Um, out, Jamie Cripps and Nick Nat with a, an ankle. Uh, um, a few new ins. A new uh, Williams, Watson, and this Allen. This is getting paid yeah. at TP, whatever that is. TIO. That's uh, Darwin, isn't it? Darwin. No, this is T. This just says TP. Traeger, yeah, Traeger Park. It's in Darwin. Darwin. No, TIO or? is in Darwin. TIO Traeger Park is in Alice Springs. Alice Springs. Well, so this is in. This is in the Alice. Well, hopefully the boys get a chance to climb uh, Uluru. They won't be able to do that anymore. Um, Eagles for me. Eagles. Yeah, Eagles easily. And the final game is St Kilda versus the Western Bulldogs. Dalton Langlands, mm. Matthew Parker, Bailey Rice, Sammy Rowe, Dara. 
Joyce and Sam Rowe in again. Sammy Rowe in. 100 games, maybe for Sammy. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, ben Long rested. And Riley West, Tom Libertoro, Bailey Dale, Caleb Daniel, Dale Morris in for the Bulldogs. And Toby McLean is out injured. Yeah, they are good ins for the Dogs. And on the back of those ins, they will win. Who are they playing against? Kilda. Dogs for me. New coach. Great point. Dogs for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a, like, rats. Saints rats for would, me. Saints. Rats would be spewing a little bit. He gets his second crack at it. Great opportunity to audition for both the Saints gig, which you can't help but feel this was the writing on the wall when they hired Brett. I actually may have even said this. I, I couldn't be bothered going back through the tapes. I was going to have to listen to about five episodes. But it always felt like he would be coaching the Saints at some, at some stage. stage. Yep. And it's come to fruition. They've axed poor old Richo. So classy, though. So classy. <laughs> Richo is so classy. Oh, could you Could you believe the class on that man? We all said that about Bolton, though, too. So. Yeah, but it's all rubbish. Like, someone on Twitter... But, like, what's he going to do? Sorry to he's shout He's going to turn around saying, yeah, these fucking assholes have, have knifed me and we've had a pretty fucking good year. If I was half a mind, I because Richo's not going to be a senior coach ever again. Yeah. Go down swinging. Go down swinging. Take some... Yeah. Let's take them out. Throw haymakers. You just say I've had a halfback flanker nearly die and his heart doesn't work anymore. <laughs> My number one draft pick, key forwards, can cast permanently. Correct. So I've got Jake Carlisle, he can't stop doing cocaine. <laughs> when his back's okay. Yeah, Jack Stephen doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to play. Dan Hanabry's hamstrings are fucked. <laughs> and you, you sit there and going, well, yeah, it's my fault. we've been dead set rooted here. We've drafted a bloke who had an ACL, nearly did another one, can't get him on the park. Great that we had a top four draft pick. Fucking. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam Walsh is lighting it up. <laughs> we get one look at the guy in the VFL, playing all right, maybe does it again, yeah. So, look. Poor old Richo. Don't think he's ever recovered from when Vossi ironed him out quietly. But um, <laughs> Did Vossi take him? Oh, yeah, it was a massive hit. It like, yeah, it was like a train coming the other way. Because didn't Lee well, Matthews get him a training? No, but, we'll Google it later. But it's it, it's one of those hits where he gets you know hit and he hits the ground straight away and bounces. That and... And, and Vossi goes flying in there. For, <laughs> for the Carlton impact. fans, there's only one shirt front in the 90s. There's only one. It's Guy McKenna. Guy McKenna. Guy McKenna, Earl. This is one of the definitive it's 90s the shirt quick, fronts. It, it's it's almost camera, as good as Stan cam- Magro on... Uh, in fact, it's very similar mm. to the Stan Magro on Alex Jeselinko. The camera being like that's the hard cam. Vossi comes in, he's just a streak of maroon and gold. <laughs> he's like the camera can't pick him up. He's, he's a blur. It's phenomenal. It's yeah, amazing. It's a great we'll hit. watch it later. It's hey, a great hit. you know, we'll do fab. We'll post it to Twitter. Yeah. Um, who do we think is winning this can I, one? Can I say what you normally would say then, Sean? No. Probably won't happen. Probably won't happen. We'll probably forget about it. Uh, dogs and – dogs. you went the Saints, didn't you? I went the so Saints. So Tim and I went the Dogs, you, you went the Saints. New coach. New coach. I don't First think, up win. I don't think they'll get the bounce. But uh, look, in all seriousness, good to see Rats back in the chair. Uh, hope he goes all right. It'll be interesting to see what comes of it um, as the season progresses. We're going to go to the mailbox now. Oh, yes. Bring, bring. Bring, bring. So we've got some options here. We've got some good mailbox topics today. Kick us off with uh, Auburn Mamba. Sorry, Tim's just helping himself to some digestive thins. It's been a bit blocked up lately. Um, Auburn Mumba asks, can the Rockets win with Harden and Westbrook? I assume, obviously, the, the NBA Finals, because they will win games. They can win They can win the West, and I reckon they will win the West. Okay. Can they win the whole thing? See, so I reckon they'll, become, they'll be the number one seed. It depends who's coming from the East, doesn't it? Because they both plays... Uh, 82 game a season players. They rarely take a night off. James will be. They know managed. how he, they know how each other work. They do, but they're going to have to adapt. You know, they're, they're used to being the man. 
But um, James Harden has shared the show. Go back a couple of years ago. Excuse me. And they were Chris Paul's hamstring away from taking out the Golden State. So True. Um, they can win it. I don't think they will. But I, still, I reckon they'll, they'll come out of it as the number one seed. So home court advantage. So you can see him getting there. Yep. Okay. Timbo? Oh, they can. Absolutely. They can. A lot of variables, isn't well, it? You take any one, one team and you're going, are they likely to win it or not win it? You're going, well, there's 29 other teams, so it's pretty easy to say they won't because mm. you're basically being on 29 teams. So You're an odds man. Well, look, I'm a little bit like Fabian. I would say I think they can, but I don't think that they will. Mm. But they've got as good a chance as anyone. Well, the so, West is certainly appetising, isn't it? You get the feeling like the winner will... You get Surely the winner comes from the West. You'd hope, you'd, it you'd it seems so. like that's where the strength you'd think is. so. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that one, Auburn Mumba. Dulzy asks, is Teague coaching that well that we should be singing his praises and handing him the job already, or is he simply doing what Bolton couldn't and we're just now performing as we should have been? Bit of both. Look, I, yeah, well, I think we sort of touched on this last week, and, and I've, I've always asked the question of, and, and what it seemed to be from the outside is there was a bit of a, the paralysis by analysis in that the, the volume of information our kids and all players were being asked to um, bear, you know, when they're being taught this game plan was just excessive. And and with Teague coming in, he did what any caretaker coach would do. He'd free them up, take the shackles off, let them play their natural games, and it's really, really worked. Does that mean that he can coach? Possibly not. But what's his message in the background? You know, what what has he tweaked? What has he changed? He's certainly he's certainly given responsibility back to the more senior players, the more proven players, and built their team and their performance around that, which is important. Does that mean that he can coach? Probably not. It probably meant that that um, the Bolts was more ballsy and wanted to give opportunity to the young kids, possibly before they were ready, but wanted to let them learn. Which again will probably be what makes us a better team in future. Um, but does it show that Teague can coach yet? No, I don't think it does. But he has come through the Level 4 coaching program. He's been at four different clubs. He's been an assistant coach for, I think they said it was either 8 or 12 mm. years. He's coached his own team. Look, Are you he, trying to tell me that the, he doesn't have the training wheels on? Well, I think and I think that's the thing. I think Juddy was taken very much out of context. Exactly what I don't he think Juddy was. I don't think Juddy no, was. I don't either. think Juddy was. I think Juddy fucked that one. I think I think they've you run reckon some. He was saying that he's yeah, got training wheels. Yeah, they've run some great interference for him yeah. and they've reframed it. But I reckon it was just a bit. We spoke about it last week. I thought it was just a bit clumsy from Juddy. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've saved face on yeah. it. And, and Teague's been very gracious in in the aftermath. Look, with with Dulzy's question, I, I'm well, he's not going to pot a director, is he? I'm a bit like you guys in that. I think that yeah, he's he's just got us playing the way that we probably expected we would have played this year. Yeah, and and winning the games we would have expected to have won, which under Bolts we weren't because as you were talking about, we would just seem to be a bit burdened, especially the young guys. Well, ironically, we've now won four. Mm-hmm. Going into the season, on the back of Doherty doing another knee, I said, and we probably said this on here. What do we think our pass mark is? And I think we all kind of said six to six eight or seven. Yeah. yeah, we might actually end up getting. So there. we're probably going to get there, and and. For all intents and purposes, it's been a bit of a rubbish year. Mm. And there was an article today that said if you reversed the result of every single game that was decided by less than a kick, what the new ladder looks like, we're challenging for the eight. Mm. So That's yeah. the feeling you get at this stage. You sit there and go, if we'd been playing this way and if we'd pinched, not pinched, but if we win the 
The Hawthorne. The Hawthorne game, the Gold Coast game. We hold on against Collingwood, which we're in a great position to do. We beat Melbourne. You beat Melbourne. And you sort of split the one against the Bulldogs because you, you sit there and you go, well, fuck. You go, well, God. They still played pretty well. The they Bulldogs. did. You sit there yeah. and go, geez, we've got that eight or nine wins. We're actually yeah. like, people are starting to sit there and go, that's the growth we expected. But And, and we're not a top eight side. No, so, not yet. So at no point not do yet. we even advocate that we should be there, but there were certainly opportunities to have done a little bit better. And and I think, as you say, those really close ones, you're never going to win every single one of them. No. But if you have a couple of those close ones, well, we're probably sitting on six wins, seven wins now. Yeah, which is, um, I think, a pass mark, which yep, is an expectation. Yep, absolutely. Um, Benjamin, B.R. Cappy. Excuse me, Benjamin, if I've pronounced that uh, Twitter handle incorrectly. He's asked two questions. He's got, if Federer stays on 20 slams and Novak wins four or five more to equal or surpass him, who in your eyes was better? Uh, we're very much on the same page here, Benjamin. You said leaving Nadal out of it because he's the weight of the French Opens that he's won. No one's discrediting Nadal's achievement. Phenomenal. But French Opens are like the – they're just the, the also-rans. We're not too worried about those. He's got 12 of them. It's great effort. Personally, um, I think that – for me, and we spoke about it earlier when we touched on the, the goings-on at Wimbledon, Novak very much may surpass Federer. He's 32, so he's got to win four or five more. I wouldn't put it past Federer to win one more. People thought a couple of years ago he was done. Uh, Federer's the best ever. It's got to the point for me now where, yeah, Novak may may eclipse him. Not a problem in the world. But I use the example to you guys on the text. You know, My dad's a big, big fan of the tennis, and for him, the argument between a Borg and Sampras is not its not even a discussion. Agreed. He goes, it's Borg. There were mitigating circumstances. Borg retired at 26, didn't tend to play the Australian Open late in the year and all that kind of stuff. But he goes, the, the metric of just Grand Slams won, he goes, it's, that's great. He goes, but plenty of excellent players have won one or none or a couple. He goes, some guys have come along and won three and four, and you go, oh, it's great effort. Can I make one point? Well, okay, you look at... Stan Vavrinka is an excellent player. Yes. I reckon at his best, Andy Roddick's a better player. Roddick won one. Yeah, true, true. Well, the only point that yeah. I was going to make is we live in this phenomenal era, like this era of men's tennis, and the talent at the absolute top end is just ridiculous. Could you, if you wanted to frame an argument the other way, say Federer might have won his first six in a bit of a weaker environment Novak's had to win every single one with two of the best players of all time oh, directly could, up against him. I could, so I could, every yeah, single one I could of counter-argue him. that Andy Murray's career was cut short at the peak. Yeah, I could counter-argue that Rafael Nadal had tendonitis in his knees for what felt like... What am I doing, Fab? I'll shut it then. Um, <laughs> had tendonitis in his knees, which, which ruined... How graceful his, that was. Which ruined his career for a couple of years. Federer had a bit of a patch where he had like mono or something. <laughs> And was was uncompetitive there, and has bounced back ridiculously. Um, and by the same token, Novak's still having to go to five set tie breaks to beat the thirty eight year old Roger Federer. Yeah, yeah. So you're going, well, Jesus. We'll see if you're slugging it out in the fifth set against the next upstart in six years' time, Novak. Yeah, you probably. And, and look, probably I'm, not, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to defend it because mm-hmm. I, I do prefer Federer over Djokovic. And, He's an artist, and I think Federer is a better player, and his body of work has been better, but. As we sort of said, Novak's got six six years worth of the right of reply, and and unless somebody comes out of the clouds at the moment and really wants to put pressure on these the top few, I I I think gee, that particularly at, debate particularly too. at the U.S. Open and at the Australian Open, where he seems to have, well, I mean, geez, he's pretty good at Wimbledon too. Um, he seems to have a great opportunity to be able to win a few more. And that clouds this debate as well. We sit there going, we're very much waiting for the next 
champion, yeah. whoever that might be. Um, he's also asked another follow-up, what's your favourite sports documentaries? Uh, he's blown away or was blown away by Free Solo and the Dawn Wall. They were the, the rock climbing ones. I, I watched Free Solo for the first time mm. about a week and a half ago and loved it. I heard only good things. I haven't seen it personally. And um, Nanny told me last night to watch Dawn Wall, so it's on Netflix, and Check so I intend to watch it very soon. We spoke about it earlier. There's some excellent ones there. I spoke about it at the Fab Off pod, and we were sort of riffing on it. I love Hillsborough. Oh, I reckon Hillsborough blew me away. Absolutely magnificent. I didn't know the story. Mm. I mean, I knew I knew what happened, but I didn't know how it happened yeah. and the extenuating circumstances and and the the amount of blood on their hands that the police had. Um, and what was his name? Druckenfeller or Druckenfeller? Duckenfield. Duckenfield, yeah. Wow. There's, yeah, there's oh, a bloke who needs to have a good hard look at himself. Does Michael Jordan to the max count? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Do you have that on cassette? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, um, it was an IMAX. You know what else, you know what else oh, right. I liked, actually? And this is, these Which are documented his last season. Narrated by In the Bob Wizards? Lawrence Fishburne. No, um, we don't care. those. These are by no means like excellent, excellent, but I really enjoyed the Class of 92 ones. Yep. Just as a watch to follow this team coming with the ambition of you know, getting to the Football League, which they've just done, and they followed them for three seasons and their travails, ups and downs. And Without Bias is up there for mine. Without Bias is great. Yeah. Um, the Best That Never Was, I Love, which is the one on... Um, oh, Dupree. Uh, Marcus Dupree. Um, what a ballsy one, move signing for the Canadian Football League. <laughs> there was one for um, one called Unguarded, which is about a guy by the name of Chris Heron, mm-hmm. who was a guy from the Irish um, kid, yeah, from Boston, yeah, um, who had a drug problem and and now talks to kids about it. But it's it's dramatic and unbelievable, and what he went through and. All those 30 for 30. His mates just wouldn't look well, after him. I, so I can't. I, I run, Ricky, run. I said this to you guys. I can't wait. For them to do a Roger and Rafa. There's a Bulls one coming out, isn't there? There's a Bulls. No, it's Jordan, but it's about the 98, 90. It's about a year. It's a, or is it, it the 3 It's a bit of 96 Bulls. Is it 3 Apparently, it's a ridiculous, like, multi-part Michael Jordan-centric Bulls doco, ESPN, next year. They did a trailer for it last year, late in the year, and everyone went, oh, it looks amazing. Yeah, Jordan and the Bulls and the, you know, the, the peak era. Oh, this is unbelievable. 2020. It went, oh, it's right. 2018. <laughs> so we wait waiting for the balls to come good again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have you seen Once Brothers, the Vlade yeah, Divac yeah, one? Really yeah. enjoyed that's, that that's one. That, yeah. It's good, but it's like, okay, it's been out long enough now. <laughs> it's a bit like we spoke about it, like Agassi's bio, whenever people talk about good bios, and you're like, scar tissue and the Agassi one, yep, all right. Uh, Jay Hyatt asks, who is most likely to debut for Carlton before season's end? Oes, Schumacher or DeLuca? One word answers, please. DeLuca. DeLuca, but they do love Matt Oes. I'm in the same boat as Fab. I think DeLuca's the one, but if Oes can string together a good couple of weeks, they seem to like him and, and we have a need for a player of that type forward. So we'll watch there. But DeLuca just on a purely his, his readiness to play. He's ready to go, yeah. Thanks, Jay, for that. And thank you um, for all your questions here. I've got James Hickey Jam has asked, as a supporter, do you have any match day routines or superstitions? Uh, James would appreciate this one. Dad, 15 shits. (laughs) That's just a normal day for you. Uh, Dad, James will appreciate this. Um, Dad used to go in the mid-90s, particularly particularly big games, but most games, he would wear the same uh, Depeche Mode T-shirt. I love it. Each week, you wear the same Depeche Mode shirt. At the moment, I don't think it's a superstition as such. I just wear the same. Are going to let this go? I wear the same navy blue track pants give every us a, week. Give us a, the band's name again. Depeche Mode. It's not Depeche Mode. Come on, mate. Depeche Mode. You say potato, I say potato. Tomato, um, tomato. This is a man who can't say 
Juve. I do say Juve, but I say it Juventus to annoy you. <laughs> when I was swimming at the, the old state swim centre on Batman Avenue. The Hulk Hogan shorts. <laughs> I, He's I, a real American. I would... Uh, did you come out to that? Did you come out to oh, I am a real American? The Hulk no, but Hogan I should have. I should have in, in those bathers. Um, I used to go to the. I used to have a wee in the same cubicle every single time. It was that was my superstition. In the same. Just, what if it was busy? Well, I'd go somewhere else, but yeah, but I would be ninety five percent of the time the same cubicle. I would have a wee in there, and it was just it was just something. That, Did they have the dye in the pool? So you couldn't no, do it in the pool? No, no. no, apparently they did at the Ringwood Aquatic Centre, but I, I never tested the man in, just in case. Would the man in lane six stop pissing himself? <laughs> um, Adam Kingsley used to wear red undies in every single game of football that he played. That's a weird fact about Adam yeah. Kingsley. Just for context, Tim knows Adam. <laughs> red Very <undies>. well. Yeah. <laughs> Very well. No, None for you, Fab, apart from the shits? No, honestly, mine's just of late just calming the nerves. I don't think no. we... I don't understand how I'm more nervous now. Where we, more often than not, we've lost. It's not a superstition as such, but we just, Dad and I, we park in the same spot. That's more just convenience, but, but we park in the same spot. Back in the Princess Park days, we used to park same spot, walk the same way. Near the tennis club? No, we were just off so Brunswick. We, we'd always park there. Yeah. And that then little, later on, it was the Princess Hill Park. That little, little side street near the tennis club and the yeah. church. Yeah. A guy, I don't, well, I didn't know him, but Dad used to park outside someone's house. All the time, it was just off Brunswick Road. Okay. And then we'd walk, like you'd take a couple of shortcuts through some streets that had like little parks in them and then you'd shoot across the park mm-hmm. that was always absolutely waterlogged. Yeah. It was don't, like it was waterlogged for the Carlton Essendon pre-season game. Don't wear white shoes. And, they get um, destroyed. Always walk across there. I've told this story a hundred times. Walk into the gate. There used to be a bloke called, my used to call him uncle. He wasn't my uncle. He was an Aussie bloke. And um, Dad used to go always through the same gate, shake the same guy's hand. We used to go in. Dad would give me five bucks or two dollars or whatever it was. And I used to go to that little shop, that little kiosk mm-hmm. near the old swimming pool, buy a badge or a poster or whatever, and then go back and sit in the garden stand. So until you abandoned him at the age of fourteen. No, it was like later than that when I abandoned my dad and I sat with my mates, just like around. From, not directly underneath the Heatley, but a bit more around, you know, because you know, he thought you were cool. But I regret that. I wish I would have stayed with Thinking my dad. Thinking you were cool or? No, I just wish I would have stayed with my dad rather than being a young dickhead. And Why don't you sit with Tony in the in the gardener stand when we play there in pre-season? Because you keep telling me it's derelict and it it's going to fall apart. It is derelict and you will fall apart. It will be buried in it. <laughs> You'll be a statistic. You'll be exactly right. We'll be all talking about how great you were and we'll say, I wish he just wouldn't have sat in the garden stand. We warned him. We warned him it was fire. It was a fire trap. We warned him and he just refused to listen. We're going to move on now to the quiz, Fab. You ready to lose for the seventh week in a row? I think I'm going to lie down this week. Um, do, do you have a texter? Um, I do. Do you need a texter, Fab? Let's go. You got one? So, Fab, you know the... Uh, it's going to be quick. If you don't know the answer, Tim, bad luck. Yeah, no it is, no it is, thinking. It does have to be quick. Oh, so, fa- same, same format. So, so questions for, for Fab and Tim on and off, and then we do 10 at the end for All both. Right, let's go. You can steal each other's questions if you get them wrong. Okay. Your first question, Fab, for two points, one and point per... Why do I always have to start? Well, we can, you can defer to Tim if you want. No, I'll start. You always want to bat first. That's the cricket logic. You bat first, you put a score on the board. I don't know cricket. Could have fooled me this week. Who were the two English batsmen selected for their super over on Sunday night? You'll get one point for each. It was Stokes 
Ben Stokes. And his mate was... His mate was... Butler. Was indeed Stokes and Butler. You don't, you don't have to scribble them, Tim. We're not we're not up to the scribbling stage yet. Oh right, I like scribbling them. Yeah, it's good. It's 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 really you know, refreshing. Thanks for the you know cricket questions. Well, I got to get. I didn't. I forgot to. <laughs> one key thing that I have to do is get a scoreboard. So Fab Lee, it's two to nil. Timbo, your first question: Who were the New Zealand batsmen selected there for their super over? It was Martin Guptill, mm-hmm. and it was. I guess I'm going to say Kane Williamson. Final answer. Yep. Incorrect. You can steal one point, Fab. It was... So it was Martin Guptill. And it wasn't... Um... What happened to quick answers, Fab? Yeah, if you uh, don't know Shut it. up. <laughs> don't think about it. <laughs> you got it? It was an all-round. I can't remember. You got it? No. No. You can't get it, but you can give me the answer, Tim. Oh, look, I'd just guess Ross Taylor. No, Jimmy Neesham. Jimmy Nation. Jimmy Nation. Was Jimmy Nation? He was a bit of a surprise, but he came in and hit a huge six. <laughs> justified immediately. Was that one where we went down on one knee? <laughs> immediately or? everyone went, ah. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Question number two for Fabian. Which player was awarded Man of the Match? Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes was awarded Man of the Match. Question number two for Tim. Which player was named Man of the Tournament? Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson was indeed named and what, Man. And what was his response? Me. Me? Yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah, very Kane Williamson. Fab leads three to two after these questions. You ready, Fab? Question number three. Can you name the two actors to have voiced the character of Zazu in The Lion King, the first, obviously, in the 1994 original, and the man doing it at the moment in the 2019 remake freshly released, which I saw last night and hated? (laughs) It's the bloke from The Birdcage. You're going to need a name. I don't know his name. You don't know his name? Do I get a half point? No. So the guy, you don't know, so in 94, you don't know who voiced him? It was the guy from the birdcage. And in 2019? Some other dude. Some other dude. You not have it? No. Do you want to steal the points, Timbo? Oh, I can't steal both, but I'll take Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson voiced Zazu in 1994. You don't know who voiced him in the new one? Eddie Murphy. Fuck, that would have been good. Uh, no, uh, John Oliver. Don't know who that is. Yeah, the, What's the show last week, tonight or something? Do yep. I get a point? You do get a point, so it's Excellent. three all. Excellent. Timbo, your question. Okay. Can you name the two actors to have voiced the character of Scar in The Lion King 2019 and uh, 1994? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons voiced Scar in 1994. And Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy again <laughs> doing double duty. <laughs> Incorrect. Chiwetel Ejiofor. You didn't know that, Fab. <laughs> Fuck, I've done it again. 12 Years a Slave. You didn't know that. 100% is the one thing I did know. He was on the Today that. Show this morning. I won a bonus question. <laughs> no, no, fuck. You he just he stole. Shit. He stole Rowan Atkinson. No, this is. No, no I'm calling protest. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what we can Formal do protest. Shit. Uh, oh, no, he's going to make up me, something let me think obscure. Of a question. I won't. I'll ask you the question. Who was the third umpire in the World Cup final? Well, that's stiff. Um. Thinking of one, I'm thinking of one, I'm thinking of one. Was Australian? It doesn't have to be now. It was Australian. Okay, do you want to do you want a question? Who played similar vein? Here we go. Stooge me. Come who on. played Aladdin in 2019's Aladdin? Will Smith. No, he played the genie. There you go. I don't know the the young bucks. No, no, piss off. <laughs> I knew I knew the answer. You fucked me. Move I did. On. I did fuck you. Um, not literally. Uh, 
By the way, it was Rod Tucker was the third umpire. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Try to Pride of Tasmania. Who... Whatever. So I move on. Another question. No, move on. No, move on. Move on. It's all right. I owe him one though. Damn it. It's all right. Ask Tim. Uh, ask me my question. Yeah. By what score did Romanian Simona Halep beat Serena Williams in the ladies' singles final? Six three six four. Incorrect. Timbo, you can steal. I'll take a punt at six four six two. Incorrect. Six two six two. Six two six two was it? Yeah. Timbo Novak Djokovic claimed the deciding fifth set of his Wimbledon final against Roger Federer in a tiebreak. What was the score in the tiebreak? Look, I think it was seven two. Incorrect for the steel fab. Seven five. Incorrect. Seven three. Seven three. Yeah, it was a significant victory. I almost fucked you on that one too, Fab. I just had to check myself momentarily. Uh, Fabian, just two players, one from each team, recorded in excess of thirty disposals in Carlton's win over Sydney. For one point each, can you name them? Nick Newman had thirty-two for Carlton. And you're saying there's one from Sydney. There's one from Sydney as well. Nick Blakey? Incorrect. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd had uh, 34. 36? Oh, 34. Timbo, two Carlton players tied Patrick Cripps's 28 possessions. So three Carlton players ended on 28 disposals. Can you name the other two for one point each? Mark Murphy, Ed Kerno. Incorrect on both counts. Fabian can steal two points. Sam Walsh. Had 28 disposals. And the other one would be... So Patrick Cripps... Had 28. Okay. Patrick Cripps, Sam Walsh, and... uh, Throw me a name. Michael Gibbons. Incorrect. You can't get the point, but do you want to have another crack? Mm, it may be somebody coming off a halfback flank, no. or it's Matthew Cruiser in the ruck. Ed Kerno. I said Ed Kerno. Did you? I yeah. Said Mark and, Murphy and, no, and Ed no, no. And you said he was wrong on both of them. Yeah. So you got to give him a point. Yeah. No. I would have stole. Sorry. I sorry. Stole the I didn't one realize that. You said wrong on both. Did counts. I really? And I'm thinking, she's another. I thought you said sorry. Done. Sorry. No, no, I do apologize. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I was really I battling think, for I another point. Agree. This is a shitful. Oh no. He's going. He's going all right. Going okay. Now it's time for the the ten out of ten. Here we go. We ready? All right. You're both on the boards here. Yeah, the, All right. I think you need to fill in some dead air. Well, I'm trying to, but you dickheads are taking 15 Tim, we'll minutes quick. a question. All right, let's go. Which two players took the ball in Sunday's Super Overs? So who are the two bowlers? You obviously get two points. Oh, I can't even, oh. Five, four, three, two, one. Show us your answers. What have you got? Who? What the fuck is that second one? The Gronhole. That's not him. It's it's Tim's right. It's Ferguson. Just can I just go my? Joffre Archer and Trent Bolt, wasn't it? Oh, it was too. Well, I've got Archer. <laughs> yeah, barely. Asher. It says Asher, but I'll give it to you. No, it's a C. Um. Anyway, moving on. Eight men kicked goals. Oh, no, so what did I get? You got one right. And what did Tim get? None. So what's the score? Six all. Okay, somehow I've gone from being too in front to level, but sweet. You didn't get any right. <laughs> um, 
Now you've got me questioning the score. This is not good. It's not my good, not my best effort. Uh, yeah, eight cost me a point. Last eight week men too. kicked goals on uh, for the Blues on Sunday. How many can you name? You got fifteen seconds. So we had eight goal kickers. How many can you name? Seven. Hold on. You got eight more seconds. So eight goal kickers, only one multiple goal kicker. Again, like a few more of those this week. Five, four, three, two, one. Give us your answers. Time up. Who you got? Sauce, Fish, Harry, Ed, and Gibbo. Casbolt, Jason's Lang became Murphy. Correct. So you got five each, isn't it? What did you get? Yeah, you got five each. So the goal kickers for us, we had Casbolt uh, to Lang, Gibbons, Fisher, Silvani, McKay, Walsh, and Mark Murphy. So. And Mark Murphy did a bit of a check side, not at the. Not in Western Australia. Well, there you go. That's true. Uh, question number three. In one of the closest battles for pole in F1 history, Valtteri Bottas edged his teammate Lewis Hamilton by what margin? Phenomenally close race to pole position, won by the Finn. Answers, please. One one hundredth. What the fuck does that say? Sixteen one thousandths. So zero point naught one six seconds. Uh, I didn't even realise that's a measurement. It's incorrect. It was <laughs> six thousandths. So zero zero six. That's 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 that's. <laughs> it's still not right. Tim. That's that's Hall of Fame status dog shit question. It's phenomenal. The range. Anyway, uh, Manchester United ended their tour of Australia with a 4-0 win over Leeds for one point each. How many of United's goal scorers can you name from last night? We're right up against it for time. Got 10 seconds. Talk about a fucking layup. Oh, no, he can't (laughs) whinge about this. There's four questions on offer here. I know that Lukaku didn't play. He did not play, so he he can't be a scorer. I got bad news. What about Felice Kafusi? Can you put him down? Five seconds, Tim. Buzz him out. Timbo's gone for Pogba and Lindelof, which is incorrect. Fabian swept the pool. Greenwood, Rashford, Jones, and Martial. So he's taking a good lead here, Fab. He's in for in the chance for the win. Is have a look at him now. Six weeks in Alan a row, he's bitched and moaned the whole way through. Alan Richardson departs his post at St Kilda, second for most games coached all time at Moorabbin. Who is first? Five seconds, Timbo. We'll run out of time. Could be coming home for the first time. <laughs> Fabian's got it right. Alan Jean. Yes. Timbo went I did for write Ro- in small script underneath it. Timbo went for Ross Lyon. <laughs> possibly Stan Elves. <laughs> Just tell me if you don't know this one because we've got to move on. The 2019 British Open tees off this weekend. Where? What venue? Don't even pretend you know, Fab. Carnusti. Incorrect. Timbo? Loch Lamond. Incorrect. Uh, Royal Portrush. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> two players this it's week. In Britain. Two players this week could achieve two hundred games. We mentioned them earlier. One of them's a lion, the other is a hawk. Really? So two players will play their two hundredth games. Is this for real? Yep. 
good achievement, 200 games. We can get there. Yep. I've only got one. You only got one, Fab? What do you got for me, Timbo? We mentioned them earlier, man. This is a chance for you to make up some Buzzy ground. Buzzy, man. I'm getting the feeling that... Jared Doberry. Jared Doberry. I'm getting the feeling Timbo's going to drop this one. He's oh, gonna... I'm getting smashed at the moment. Um, all right. They're wild guesses, and I don't think I'm going to do any good on either. So who you got, Timbo? All right. So thanks to the magic of editing, we ran out of tape, but we're back. For us, it was 15 minutes. For you, it's tenth of a second. Timbo has gone with Mitch Robinson and Jack Gunston, both incorrect. Fabian could only come up with the one correct answer of Daniel Rich. He will play his 200th game this weekend for the Lions. Liam Shields is the Hawthorne player. I don't know if we actually mentioned Liam Shields earlier, but certainly mentioned Daniel Rich. All right, we're ready to go. Tim can still mathematically win it. I'm not sure about the score if I've got it right. The moment it says 18 to 11, so you can still win it, Timbo. You had a big, big effort this question. Need a layup. Well, here we go. Here are the Globetrotters. <laughs> question number eight. Six Carlton players swept the AFL Coaches Association Award votes. For one point each, can you name those six players? We're not so pressed for time now because we're not up against the clock. But be sharp. We're really up against it during that quiz. I really should have just converted, wiped, started again. Would have been better. Could potentially invest in a bigger memory card as well. That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, uh, um, so the correct answers are, mark them off for me. Yep. Here we go. Nick Newman with six votes. Tick. Patrick Cripps with six votes. Oh, forgot him. Oh, no. <laughs> Matty Cruiser with five votes. Yes. Tick. Mark Murphy with five votes. Tick. Kerno with four votes. Tick. Sam Walsh. Tick. So, so I missed out Paddy Cripps. I've got, I've got all six. You've got all six, Tim. Aren't you a fucking hero? Does that, is that a bonus seven? I believe it's a bonus seven points, isn't it? What? So. If you get five, you get five. But if you get six, you get 12. <laughs> what do you need to tie? You got, you got, at the moment, you got 17. Fab's on 23. I'll think about that bonus setup because that is a good, that's a good point to keep Timbo back in this, keep it alive. Question number nine. What did Dylan Alcott achieve with his win at Wimbledon on the weekend? Apart from, of course, winning Wimbledon itself. Fabian's thinking, thinking. Fabian's going to retread a joke. Timbo's got it correct. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What's the correct answer? Well, People are listening to this. Yeah. They can't see the whiteboards. No, they can't. And it's it's they're better off. I drew a bloke in a wheelchair playing tennis. Crudely. It looks like he's holding a waffle. <laughs> a waffle iron. Or a baseball glove. Yeah, or a mitt. <laughs> An artist you are not. The correct answer, Tim had it. He now currently holds all Grand Slams. And if he wins the US Open, he will, then he will win the Grand Slam. Should be a good effort. How good were his speeches? Yeah, we're good. He's got good teeth. He's obviously had those worked on. Mm. He was making sure they were front and centre. What are you drawing there, Fab? I'm not drawing anything. Fucking lie. Hurry up. Roundabout. Question number 10. No, he's been doing that all day. Which country will host the 2023 Cricket World Cup? Oh. 
2023. Three and seven-eighths of a year away. That's incorrect. Well, did I know that yet? Hurry up, Tim. Timbo, putting in his answer. Your answer, Timbo, is the West Indies. Fabian's answer was South Africa. You are both incorrect. India. India. When, India. When in doubt, India. Will host the 2023 World Cup. And I regret to announce Get it, India. that my appalling scorekeeping tonight is for naught. Doesn't matter in the end. Fabian might be on 23 points. He might be on 22 points. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter because Tim's on 18. It's a runaway victory. So for the first time in seven outings, Timbo has ceded the victory. That's a shame. But, I mean, look, on the other side, obviously, there is a loser, of course, but just like the Cubs and the Red Sox, the Sydney Swans in 2005, the Cats back in 07, you know, droughts, droughts are there to be broken. That's the whole point. And after well done, six Fabian. Long oh, years, thank you. You did a fantastic job. Whatever. After six long... Nob. <laughs> After six long weeks, Fabian is magnanimous as we were to expect. I was I was expecting more gregarious showing of emotion. No. I thought he might cry. At the end of the result. No, it's been well, a long time between drinks for you. Well, it was, like, it was autumn when he it last was. won. <laughs> there were fucking leaves on the trees, man. What, um, what do you think was the turning point for you this week? You and Tim not getting together before. Beforehand, oh, 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 looking up all these obscure movie references and Wibbledon, and hey, guess what? First week, no baseball. Well, last Pete week, Alonso. Last week, the question was big. It's the All Star game last oh, weekend, please, mate. And Wimbledon. What I was didn't your, watch it, but I knew. What was the issue with Wimbledon, Fab? No issue with Wimbledon. It's one of the biggest sporting events of the year. I'd have had no time to do any research. So yeah, look at it. it Why looks is that like my problem. It looks like it's gotten the better of him. He looks like he's emotionally drained. I'm dejected, hundred percent. I'm 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 cooked. You, you're mentally. The, I think I'm getting the feeling that it just this effort, this one last effort for you to I, I get over in, the line. I think, in fairness, when he he lives it while he we record, yeah. Then he listens to the episode, mm. and then he has to listen to the Prendercast bites and listen to it again. Yeah, it's probably a bit. That's like losing eighteen times in a row. That's <laughs> actually it's spot on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like our, our listeners will think, "Oh yeah, they're having a bit of a laugh." <laughs> this dickhead is genuinely. It's like the proudest achievement of his entire life, <laughs> being a six-time champ. You're when you called him Michael Jordan or whatever it was, Tom Brady last week. Six he to, mate, six in a row. Yeah, on layups. The, on the, oh, wow. Layups. 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 He's a bitter specimen, isn't he? I knew that, and Tim Tim reacted as I hoped he would. Question number four. And you're trying to stiff me tonight. Question number four for four points. <laughs> who scored United's goals last night? <laughs> for four points. In a match, for the past fortnight, you've given us cricket questions. In a match, you end up winning by I've five seen, points. Not even two games. I've seen one and a half games of cricket in my entire yeah, life. I reckon he actually spoiled a good contest there, Sean, to be absolutely honest. I was hoping you would you would have a lead on him by that point, and that would yeah, bring his yeah. bottom lip back up from the floor. <laughs> See, cause that's, the, that's your problem. You try to contrive it. You try to... That's the only way you're going to win. Manufacture a, a result. You are not Vince McMahon of the quiz. Just give us the questions. Oh, wow. I thought he'd been doing that. Uh, Sean, one. I think I thought that was a very good quiz again. I can't wait till you win again, Tim. You're a much better winner, much more magnanimous. You much much more graceful winner. Fab's won it, and the chips on the shoulder. 
Acting like the world owes him something. Whatever. Well, Move on. Are we done? We're done, fortunately. Is Zion fat? Jesus Christ, where'd that come from? Well, I just read my notes and oh. yeah, realised there was basketball. one thing that we hadn't touched no, on. We're, we're so concerned with Stuart Jew, who doesn't play, but Zion, who plays. But we didn't talk about basketball that much. He's 280 pounds. That's 290. Only one He's 290. Bloke. There's only one bloke in the league heavier than him. And he's only like six foot five. And that's Boban. And he's seven foot five. Yeah. He probably is fat. There's no doubt about it. He well, just, I, I don't Charles think he's played Barkley a lot of said, I don't think he said oh, – Charles Barkley was great. He goes, I was fat. <laughs> I don't think he's fat. He said, yeah, um, Moses Malone, when he first got to the Sixers, because Moses Malone said to me, you're fat and you're lazy. How long have you been in the building? Probably first day. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing is Moses Malone could at least play, so uh, when you get criticism – well, we'll wait. I mean, look, I get what you're saying. We'll wait and see on um, on Zion. But just at the moment, it's something that you look at, you go, geez, no one draft pick. We spoke He's early, so incredibly athletic. We spoke though. earlier about presentation and all that stuff. And you look at it and go, look, in an elite environment, you trim down and, and that's likely what's going to happen here. Yeah. But just on the surface, if Sam Walsh or whoever it was turned up number one draft pick in that condition. Sam Walsh wouldn't be able to power dunk. No, but it's to play and whatever. Rip balls if they were too out heavy. of opposition's hands. But if like they were too Zion. heavy, you'd be sitting there going, Geez. Zion's game is built around power. But it's not power. So, yes, he's carrying a bit, and he's going to probably drop 20 pounds. When he got he's injured, never going to be 220. When he got injured during the NCAA season, and he. When he blew out a shoe. Yeah, yeah, he did too, didn't he? That was nothing to do with his weight, was it, or his conditioning? <laughs> Remember that gag? When. Um, <laughs> The penguin goes to the to the mechanic. And it blew a seal. He, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Penguin takes his car to the mechanic. There's something wrong with it. And then while he's waiting, he goes and gets an ice cream. Usually when you tell a joke, you don't tell the punchline. <laughs> but before the joke, obviously, like a preamble. Obviously, penguins, have, <laughs> penguins don't have any hands. So he had an ice cream all over his face. So when he got back to the uh, mechanic, the mechanic says, looks like he blew a seal. He said... No, it's just a little ice cream. That's an awful joke. <laughs> That's a it's actually quite good. <laughs> a, looks like you blew a seal. No, no, it's just a little ice cream. <sighs> well... On that note. On that note, I don't think there's any better place to end. Sean, that's genuinely... <laughs> that's genuinely one of the best gags. Do you seriously think that's one of the best jokes ever? Oh, 500%. <laughs> I remember hearing it, but I couldn't I remember, remember seeing. How. I remember seeing the video and the guys explaining because penguins don't have hands. Where was this? Where did you see I screamed all over him. <laughs> Looks like he blew a seal. No, 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 it's just a little ice cream. <laughs> Where'd you see that? Where? What was this video? Oh, I can't remember. It could have been the man show. Okay. Oh, it stayed with you for a long time. Show. It was good. Sign off, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I think we're Women done. Women jumping on trampolines. <laughs> Jesus, Fab's fucking lost it. Delirious, man. Well, that's it for us this weekend. Thank you very much for listening. This (laughs) random out has killed him. Tim Davis, unfortunately, beaten tonight. You'll be back. 
Oh, that's all right. Yeah, you, you, the losses make Whatever, you Tim. appreciate the wins. All win six them. of them. You can't win them every week, Tim. And this will teach you, you know, to come back. You'll be bigger. You'll be stronger. You'll be fitter. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for next week. For quiz winner, Fabian. Hello, Fabian. Goodbye to you. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Yeah, all right. We'll see if you can back it up next week or if you're just a Ben Ronk. Shit. Ben Ronk. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Ciao. See you, Sean. See you, mate. Bye. Be true to yourself, true to your country, be a real American. Whew.